Hello, Dad Fam. It's Fan Ray of House Mythel. It's Jamie. Thank you so much for checking out Heroic Endeavors. We're currently streaming and recording the show remotely so we can all stay safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you're interested, you can support us by following or subscribing to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thedatnetwork. Of course, the best way to directly support this podcast is to rate, follow, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever it is you're listening to us on. And remember, if you are loving the immersive sounds and music you hear during our game, those are provided by Sirenscape. You can add the these sounds and more when you download the Sirenscape desktop or mobile app. The app is free and comes with 10 sound sets that are included to get you started. Just use the link in the description to let them know we sent you. Thanks again and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, it is six o'clock. It is Friday night and that means it is time for Dragons and Things. Hooray! Yes! Yes! Hooray! Yes! <laughs> Ah, everybody, you will notice that we have a very special guest with us here tonight. Somebody that we've only gotten to play with once before on stream. It is Wayne, Dungeon Crate Wayne. Not just any Wayne, but Dungeon Crate. Hey, Wayne, how you doing? I am great. It's so glad to be back. Well, not really be back. I guess be back virtually with you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I feel warmer because I'm in Nebraska and you guys are in California, but I feel much warmer, (laughs) much more sunny. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I miss you like, guys. Just though. transfers to you. No, no. <laughs> and since we couldn't see each other at Gen Con, I was really happy that I was invited, uh, just so I can see you guys again this year. So. Hey, yeah, it's Thank excellent you. to see you. We're glad that you agreed to come back for another insane episode. I know it, it took a while for me to agree <laughs> on it because I was like, I don't know. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> ben uh, gonna be in this one because I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, you do have to play with Ben, and he is playing his very worst character oh, ever. Tonight. Oh, yeah. So be prepared Excellent. for that. I love Harry Potter. <laughs> we know you do. Yeah, we know you like him, Ben, and we just can't figure out why. I feel like Jim putting Hawk with Harry Plopper is Hawk's punishment for everything Hawk does. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. The proof, of course, is in the pudding, so why don't we get into our adventures? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Here we go. Another day, another job in the city of Cavalosha. Four of you have been summoned to the old familiar conference room in HEI headquarters to meet with your administrator, Lakaya. When you arrive, you find that she is not alone. In fact, a snarling, scaled creature stands on the table before her, a jaw full of razor teeth, hands tipped in wicked little claws. It turns its cruel reptilian gaze towards you as the door opens. It is a creature easily recognizable to many of you, a creature known for its deadly cunning and wicked disposition. A kobold, here. Where there's one, there are always more lurking just out of sight. The whole place could be infested under assault by these wretched beasts. And as soon as you enter the room, as you scramble for weapons, spells ready to fly, Lakaya rushes to put herself between you and this kobold. She says, no, 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 he's, he's not an enemy. He's, he's going to be working with you. Just calm down, everyone. What do you do? He's literally waving a weapon at us right now. I, I'm just going pointing to... it. I'm pointing it in your general direction because I have small arms. He takes his hat off and he says, hello. My name is uh, Thimble Ripscale. Um, who are you? Why am I on this desk? What day is today? I have a hangover. <laughs> oh. oh. What's a hangover? 
Well, I'm Shag. Hello. Uh, Go on, introduce yourselves. Fenray of House Mythel. Uh, excellent. Good to see you. And you. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, you. Yes, um, well, my name is Harry Clopper, and I'm the boy who died. <laughs> oh, my God. And you just see a very, uh, he's, he's like, his skin's sagging off of his bones. Uh, he's kind of shambling around, but uh, he's, he's a little tiny 11-year-old boy undead wizard. Mm. Okay. This is, this is excellent. And you? Yeah, I'm Mork. Excellent. I think we're going to go on great, right? All of us? Well, I, I think so. Are you nice? <laughs> I'm ready to make some money, make some loot. <clears throat> I've got a few debts I have to pay. Oh, probably to the place you went drinking, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That too. That yeah. too. So, so we introduce well, how ourselves. We do this? Yes. So now yeah. that you've sort of calmed down, you've introduced uh, yourselves to one another. Uh, you find places around the conference room table, and Lakaya, your administrator, places a folder in the center of the table. After profusely apologizing to you, Thimble, for the reaction of the other licensees, and then. Uh, she says, well, you know, our, our client is actually one who has hired us before. When some of you were sent into the Sirota Forest to follow up on a dragon sighting, he requested some of you by name, in fact. Goes by the name of Bill? Does that ring a bell for anyone? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Well, no. excellent. Um, no, not, so, not at all. So this, this Bill has left a meeting location in the folder, and he's requested that specifically... For some reason, a cobalt accompany you on the contract. Um, I that is why we've called in the services of Mr. Ripscale. Um, by all accounts, he's quite capable with the sword, so you are are in good hands with him. While we've not worked with many kobolds in the past, there's no reason that a profitable relationship can't be forged and strengthened between HEI and the scaly kind. So we we hope that the rest of you will be able to get along well with Mr. Ripscale. Oh, of course. It's okay if you don't have scales. <laughs> I don't judge. Unfortunately, I don't have many details um, as to the actual nature of your assignment. This bill um, paid up front, but was rather uh, reticent to tell us anything about why he wanted to hire you. However, you'll note that there is a meeting place marked uh, in the mission briefing, so... Uh, if you understand the nature of your assignment as best you can at this point, you can be off whenever it suits you. Mm. Um, oh. I, I have met Bill, but how are you sure that his price he's paid up front covers all of our costs for whatever he's putting us up to? Well, there are um, riders in the contract that expenses will be uh, added to the final invoice if required, so... Don't worry, you'll, your fees are already covered and paid for. Fine. Well. <clears throat> well. How do we get started on this? I guess we head to the meeting place, yes? All right, let's go. Unless we need anything. 
Otherwise, I'm ready. You I'm ready? ready? I need ready? a horse. I need the horse. Oh, oh. <laughs> Harry. Yes, my name Harry. is Harry Plopper, <laughs> and I'm the boy who died. Um, we know. I could, I could use um, a couple of chickens that I could just keep with me. Is um, no, 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 no. Oh, all right. I'll just um, I'll follow you then. Excellent. Fimble, why do you need a horse? I get hungry. Oh, so the same reason as Ari? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sure. He looks fine. He's just a little sick. He looks a little ill for a a biped of humankind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So good. actually, yes. So let's uh, we head to the meeting place. Oh, that's right. So yes, Thimble Rip Scale is it? I suppose more of a seafaring kind of <laughs> seafaring, possibly river faring. So if we can, yes, wherever the meeting place is, if we need that, we can sail there. I don't know how far is this going to be. Where are we going? Uh, not very far. The Sirota Forest is fairly close to the city. It would take you a couple of hours to get to the to the yeah. place marked in the uh, mission dossier. Um, you haven't spent a whole lot of time in the forest or in the city of Cavalosha, but uh, everybody else seems to be pretty well versed in where they're going. So it doesn't look like it should be too much trouble. You don't imagine that you're actually going to need a horse worth of food, uh, maybe just a light snack to get there in time. But, <laughs> okay. you know, oh, at the same time, like, you want a horse. <laughs> get a horse. You don't know what kind of <laughs> diet he's on. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard? I could, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Where do you think that came from? From Thimble Ripscale. Kobolds. <laughs> he invented it. Wow. Hawk is way more protective of his dog right now. <laughs> it does look like there's a small dog following along behind uh, Hawk. Oh, don't. It looks kind of tasty. <laughs> don't. Also, Hawk looks like possibly he's a better, he's a good shot. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. So you make your way uh, out of the city of Cavalosha and towards the Sirota Forest, which is just to the north of the city. Uh, and indeed, before too long, uh, you realize, the, for the lot of you, you've actually been to this particular space in the forest quite a few times. It seems to be a very popular uh, sort of central hub in the Sirota Forest. It is a tall stone column uh, with faded ancient carvings. You know that the very, very top, some of you know, that at the very, very top of this stone column is actually a something of a star map that once led you to a patch of... Uh, magical fruit that caused quite a bit of trouble in the city of Cavalosha at one point, uh, though though no longer. Uh, that has all been resolved as well as it could be. But when you arrive, you see that now sitting atop this stone column is a very tiny, uh, shimmering-scaled, butterfly-winged dragon. Uh, some of you remember, uh, that this is indeed Bill. Uh, you killed Bill once before, um, 
when he was living with a group of kobolds that were worshiping him, thinking that he would once he would grow into a mighty dragon, not realizing that he was already a full-grown fairy dragon, uh, and he had to have you help him get rid of them before they realized what was up and turned on him. And you did, successfully. But now he flutters down at the sight of you, and he says, Oh, hello, uh, Hawk and Fenray, and... Uh, small dying child. I note that you are all looking very well, and it looks like your auras are quite positive these days. I am really pleased to see you. It is wonderful to see you as well, Bill. Um, may I introduce our companions, Shayog and uh, Thimble? Yes, uh, that is great. I am glad to see that you could get a hold of a kobold on such short notice. Only rip scale. Um, yeah. That's a... <laughs> and, um, well, you said oh. undead boy. My name's Harry Flopper, and I'm a boy who died just for future reference for you. Oh, I had forgotten you entirely, so thank you for reminding me of your name. So would, would Thimble be very... Uh, what would his reaction be then to this, uh, well, given given the, the past, uh, of, uh, you know, things that kind of the history they've had with kobolds already. Sure, you know, know that a lot of kobolds uh, worship dragons almost as gods. Uh, and a lot of times they will form uh, uh, little societies that are bent solely on serving a dragon. Um, now, you haven't been a part of such an endeavor in mm. quite a long time, and you're, 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 you decided to, to range out, and your, your seafaring ways have carried you far from many of the, the practices of your other clanmates. But uh, you're very familiar that, uh, with the, the concept that, that kobolds okay. love dragons. Uh, they actually believe themselves to be descended from dragons, though most true dragons would grow irate at the mere suggestion that they're related to kobolds. <laughs> All right. So he, uh, okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're, we're introducing you. So you guys already know this person, right? I, I take it. And we are the two new, new characters. Yes. Here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, you're you're really pretty. Well, thank Bill. you. Thank I like you. your uh, your uh, shim, shimmer. That's nice. I moisturize twice daily. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'll try that. Yeah, that's nice. Wow. <laughs> oh, Bill. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Problem that I'm having is actually that. So, do you recall the kobolds that indeed you drove away from my home at my request during the last time that I hired you? Oh yes. Yeah. Well, after after they no longer lived in my cave, um, we kept in touch, and you know we eventually came to a more agreeable mutual understanding where they no longer lived in my space, uh, but we were sort of like friends. And unfortunately, I fear that they have uh, uh, come and they're in a bit of trouble. And um, you see, they had found, after leaving my place, uh, some caves up in the mountains, uh, some old dwarven ruins that they had decided they were going to make into their new home. And I got word that uh, their, their camp 
has been invaded by what? I don't know. But I am really afraid that my friends are in grave, grave danger and that they require your assistance. Mm. I can tell you where the caves are if you will go and check on the little dudes and make sure that they are healthy and whole. I would be, well, not really indebted to you because I already paid your fees. So I guess it would just make us square. Well, yes. That, that sounds like fun to me. What do you think? Yeah, let's go. Right. Yes. What I, could go wrong? I mean, you said that something's gone after them. Any more insight as to what something is? I'm afraid I don't know. I got sort of like an SOS and that was it. I don't know what happened. That is why I would like you to go and find out. I do know that there are two potential methods of entering these dwarven ruins. There is a primary gate that you will find uh, the location that I'm going to mark on a map for you. However, the kobolds also told me that at one point they had found a side door that they could not figure out how to open. If you're looking for a more surreptitious approach and you could figure out how to open this door, you might be able to get in there uh, if there's any trouble without being noticed. However, I can't vouch for how easy that might be. The kobolds themselves had never figured out quite how to manage it. Hmm. I say we try that first. Agreed. Uh... Before we leave, you say you had you got an SOS. How did you receive this message? One of the kobold elders is practiced in magic and knows how to send uh, very simple brief messages to people that they know and respect. I'm one of those people. Hmm. Sounds uh. fair enough. Well, so we have no clue what we're going into. We have no idea how to get into it. And we know have no idea what we're up against. Well, you are right. adventurers, are you not? Yes. Sounds like perfect adventure to me. Yeah. Then so, we? All food for monsters. Hm. Go on, let's go find your horse, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Last meal. Wait, what? <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Uh, Bill actually produces a map, uh, and you can see that on it are marked uh, the, the uh, route that you would take to get to the, the mountainside caves where the kobolds had tried to make a home. Uh, and he also marks on there uh, a general area where he says this is about where they would mention uh, that this, this other hidden door might be. Though finding it will be up to you. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, sounds like we have everything we're going to get before we head out. Mm-hmm. Shall we? Yeah. Shall. No, I think so, yeah. And we'll, uh, it sounds like we're in consensus to go to the side door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then well, less traveled. We'll head to the side door, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. You guys begin mm-hmm. making your way uh, away. From Bill and into the hills to the north and east of the city of Cavalosha. <laughs> On your way, you note that Scott Denuso and Sarah BC1 <clears throat> have both given hero points to Hawk 
who now has a distressing <laughs> number of hero points. Uh, and that's great for him. And because nice. I'm nice now, I'll you are nice. congratulate him on his good fortune <laughs> and all those hero points that Thank he you, certainly Jim. will need. Jim, Jim's gonna snap. Someday's gonna snap. Then he won't be the nice guy anymore. <laughs> it's a great song. Evil Jim returns. <laughs> Right at the wrong moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, your journey takes you uh, away from the forest again and north and east towards the Drake Ridge Mountains. Uh, Thimble Ripscale proves to be a capable companion and seems to indeed know his way about uh, travel. Like he, uh, aside from occasionally complaining that he doesn't have a horse to eat, he's actually a pretty <laughs> pleasant company. Um, you quickly grow used to working alongside the kobold swordsman, though you have never actually interacted on a social basis with a kobold before. Um, your initial shock at having seen him in the city was perhaps misguided. Many an adventurer has had a tale of dangerous encounters with these scaly creatures, and many have even lost friends to devious traps or overwhelming assaults in dark caverns where sunlight never reaches. But now that you think about it, those encounters always seem to occur when said adventurers are sent into Cobalt Warrens to clear them out for mining companies looking to expand their operations. Could it be that sending hired killers to destroy Cobalt clans in their warrens for the sake of exploiting underground resources is not only wrong, but provokes a violent response that unfairly shapes a narrative that the people defending themselves are malicious killers? Who can really say? But in any case, you are nearing the end of your day of travel. Uh, you are now well into mountain territory. The going is starting to get very slow and cumbersome along difficult trails that aren't well suited to travelers. You see no signs of civilization out this far, which is likely why the kobolds moved so far out here after leaving the Sirota Forest. Finally, Thimble, you note that up ahead, the mountain trail ends at a great stone gate in the mountainside. You've apparently arrived, at the main gate anyway, you note that there are other paths that may lead you um, to this so-called hidden entrance that is not currently in your field of view. However, what do you do? We'll walk up well, to the to the main gates. Or no, we, okay. we're looking at the main gates, but we are trying to find a way around. And yes, we, our, exactly. our map kind of shows us the general direction of. Yeah, that. it gives you a general area, but it looks like this side entrance isn't as clearly marked as the main right. gate. Okay, Take well, finding. we're going to have to, before we even get into anybody, potential view of the main gate, why don't we uh, start to kind of head off the, the path and start um, working our way around it uh, as directed by the map of whichever sure. wall or sure. side that's supposed mm-hmm. to be and kind of get through there and try and go un- you know, unheard, unseen, maybe unsmelled. Plopper. Sure. Mm-hmm. So as <laughs> if you are trying to find uh, this this hidden side door. Uh, there are several paths that you could take. Uh, even looking at the map, it looks like there's a couple that go in the right direction. So why don't uh, somebody who is leading this expedition roll a survival check? There's no way that Harry's leading because he's just oh, struggling to keep up. It's going to be uh, another two hours before he even arrives at the gate. <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I... I could roll, and I have rolled, <laughs> sadly, uh, uh, 13. 13, okay. Uh, you waste a good 
two hours without finding that you go down some trails that turn out to be dead ends. Um, some uh, that, that, uh, backtrack on themselves and dump you right back where you started. Uh, but you've narrowed it down significantly. Um, it's just taking you up a bit of time. It's actually like pretty like solidly nighttime now. Uh, and you guys have not found this hidden side entrance. Uh, um, I'm at a loss. You like the lead on me. You take the lead. I'll help. All right. Maybe I should have taken the lead. <laughs> I mean, I've got a 24. 24, so okay. You get a plus two for me. 26. Right. 26. Um, pretty respectable. Uh, since you, Especially since you've already eliminated several of the paths that you know couldn't possibly be because you've already explored them uh, under, under Ripscale's uh, leadership. So you actually manage to find yourselves on a small path that runs east along the rocks. And before long, um, you note that you are at a very, very large stone wall that is very clearly, because like it, it's, it's perfectly smooth. It's this perfectly smooth stone wall and you don't see the door itself, but it's very clearly worked rock and you've, explored all the other paths and you know that you have to be in the right area. There's just no other, like, this has to be it. The trick is going to be actually finding this this door. So now anybody who would like could make a perception check to see if you can uh, find it along, uh, find the mm. cleverly concealed dwarven door. Jim Jim, Ooh. I've already perceived I'm, a couple of things here. Yeah, I perceived that Brian Numinator dropped $6 for a sink for Hawk. Oh. And then I've also perceived that Sarah BC1 dropped $90 for a sink and mercy for the table and Ooh. two edges for Jim Jam. Wow. And finally, finally, I have perceived that Adamantite Adventurer has become the Bitbox Battle Boss and given Candace a hero point. Oh. That's Thank a lot you. of hero points floating around. Dang. Uh, nice. Unfortunately, it's because... almost like everybody's got one. Except for someone. Everybody who matters has one. (laughs) Ooh! Got him. That perception Uh, is a 16 for me. I'm going to go with a 17, Jim Jam, and let me roll here real fast. Oof. Uh, Oh, oh boy. I was off by more than four, uh, but I did get a 25. Uh, a 25. Uh, so off by more than four. I, I, I lose <laughs> two hit points out of your no, total? That's the, that's, no, that's the other wild. Oh, that's the doom. Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, it, it takes you just more time. So this, so on non-combat actions, it actually won't have much of a negative effect. Uh, it just takes you uh, an especially long time to, to do what you're doing. However... Um, as everybody else is examining the the sort of blank stone wall on the mountainside, uh, after a long while, Harry Plopper's sharp undead eyes, which actually see better in the dark than almost anybody else's, uh, you actually find a very, very fine, very, very thin seam in this almost otherwise perfectly smooth uh, rock wall. And you trace it and find it is indeed the outline of a door. 
and there is a small um, uh, patch of, of almost like, it's almost like dried spackle that you brush aside and you see that there is a very small concealed keyhole. A simple test reveals that the doorway is definitely locked. Hmm. Excuse Hi. me. Is, oh. uh, um, hello, my name's Harry Plopper. I'm the boy who died. Um, and I believe that I have just found the um, the door that we're looking for. But um, I, I will caution all of you that um, perhaps it it might be trapped. Um, I don't know very much. I just am worried about these things, you know. I, I know... Um, I don't know really what you call them, but I I call them Stumbledores. Ah, uh, is he real? Are you mm. a real boy? No one really knows. That's an odd one. Uh, trapped, huh? It, it uh, might be. I'm pretty good at uh, unlocking things like this. Anybody else... Have any special skills at uh, ancient door locks? Not necessarily uh, a fan ancient doors, but I could take a, a smack at it. I wouldn't smack it. I, I, I seriously wouldn't hit it anyway, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you like to attempt it first? Yes. I could duck quicker because I'm already kind of low. All right. All right, so if you are attempting to open the lock, uh, yes. it would require a thievery check. Excellent. 27. 27. Wow. Uh, you uh, yep. grab your little thieves' tools, insert them into the lock. Uh, you work at it for just a few minutes before you indeed hear a satisfying click and the the... the door and the wall pops out just a little bit, just enough that you could grip it and pull it the rest of the way open. And you turn around uh, and you give your your companions a rather smug look. But then the rest of you, your faces sort of drop in horror as you note a small burning glowing rune on the middle of the door flares to life. And you all hear this hissing sound, almost like... uh, like a, like a cartoon bomb. Uh, and then all of a sudden, just like a cartoon bomb, oh the door explodes. <laughs> and I need everybody to roll a reflex save. Uh, before oh, we do no. that, I think it's important to point out that we've got a new Bitbox Battle Boss, Luna Steel Song, coming in strong and giving good old Harry Plopper a oh, hero point. No. Oh, oh, are you all going to need those hero points? Because I'm going to start rolling damage. <laughs> oh, you roll a save. That's so many dice. That's roll 20! Jim. Oh. Did you 19. call it? You were supposed to call it. Yeah. Then. <gasps> you have to re-roll because you didn't call it. You didn't call it. Oh. Oh. Jim, Jim, I will take whatever negative effects you uh, ascribe to somebody who forgot to do the wild I think magic. the negative effects are you just have to re-roll it. <laughs> I got a natural 20! Oh, well, that's the negative effect of forgetting <laughs> your wild magic. <laughs> I'm going to go with a 15. 15? I got a 12. It's within four. It's within four. Uh, Shayad, what did you get? 
Uh, I got a 25. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Thimble? 29. Okay, very good. Fanray? 19. Okay. Um, and Hawk? Uh, 26. Do I need to roll from a dog? Uh, no, I will assume that, that your role will apply to the dog and you just grab yeah. him and duck and cover as the fire washes over both of you. Um, now, Jim Jim, I will, I do want to point out that, yeah. uh, Luna Steel Song just gave me the, uh, hero point, but also Luna Steel Song is the first winner of our Dungeon Crate giveaway tonight. Hey. Yay! Winning them Dungeon Crate prizes! <laughs> Yes. Yay. Excellent. Look at that. Maybe I might have to send one of these. <gasps> Incredible squeezies. Sounds fantastic. Awesome. Stress ball. Oh, I love it. So cool. Just one of the things. So this is the best part about the prizes is that I can just generally say, I'm going to give you a prize. And then I get to go back and I get to pack them <laughs> with whatever I decide to put in there. Like, <laughs> like for one person, I can just, and it, when nobody's here, so nobody could tell me I can't put it in there. <laughs> I'll try and remember to take it out of inventory, but you're going to get some fun stuff. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. my favorite thing. <laughs> Luna Steel Song, you know the drill. Get at us with that uh, shipping information so that we can uh, send it Wayne's way and we can get you those prizes from Dungeon Crate. And thank you for entering. The rest of you, remember, there are two more prize packs going out before the end of the episode. So stick around and make sure that you are ready with those hashtags to make it happen. I have tallied up the damage. No. And I want to say that those of you who failed, this may be the last time you get to spend some time talking to chat because we're going to take a little break and talk to chat for a second. Wow. Wow. Wowza. Oh. That doing, was rude. The real POTUS98 and Luna Steel Song uh, responding to the stress ball. Luna Steel Song deserves a stress ball. And Luna Steel Song responded, I'm a teacher in a pandemic. LOL. <laughs> you deserve all of the stress balls. Oh, um, man. Of a them. bed made of them. Uh, oh, earlier, earlier when you described Bill... Uh, you you got a message from Scott Denuso that was all emotes, but the best part was is like a rainbow wing and then the mog face and then the other rainbow <laughs> wing. <laughs> That's so disturbing. That's pretty good. <laughs> Crossbear18 says, is bringing Quigley back an option to get rid of Flopper? Because I'll take that at this point. <laughs> uh, but Quigley, Quigley would also be undead at this point, right? Jim, Jim, I mean... <laughs> Everyone dead. <sighs> oh, Flopper right. also said, someone stop Flopper. We're begging you. <laughs> <laughs> A while back, imp in my head, I think about the horse and the diet. Rip scale is on the most severe keto ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to keep the scale shiny. <laughs> horse means good for that. All right, friends. So let's let's resolve this fireball trap that you all. Oh found. no! I told you all it was trapped. Oh, I, I no. thought you said it was a very insignificant, very light, maybe slightly warm runic trap. <laughs> it was meant very to kind of, insignificant. 
as if it was cold outside. I just want to make sure you didn't forget, Jim. I, I, <laughs> not that. Was that a different? That was a different show. Oh, <laughs> so sad. <It> was. <laughs> Luckily, nobody critically failed. That's However, cool. Harry Plopper and Fan Ray both did regular fail and will take 22 points. Are you what? kidding me? Oh, ow. Everybody yeah. else We got passed. mercies. We and got we'll mercies. Oh. 11 yeah. points of fire damage. I will definitely oh, use my mercy. I'm using my mercy. I'm going to use my mercy. All Everyone, right. all together, I use, I use my, my mercy. mercy. I use my mercy. What's mercy? Mercy will reduce oh, the incoming right. damage by three points. Oof. Get a little... Little Oof. boost. There. Now I remember what it's oh. like to be a level one character. Uh, oh. Mercy. Mm. However, you have opened the hidden dwarven entrance. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh. <sighs> Well, the only I problem. do want to mention that I did tell you it was a stumble door. So. We're all still standing, kid. We're burning while standing. We uh, we might want to move quick because uh, if this was a secret door, it's not a secret anymore. No. Oh, true. Yeah, that was rather loud. All right. Screaming. Uh, burning. If I may, if mm-hmm. everyone follows me, I can set out a path uh, that might be the quietest for us. Yes, please. So I'll roll a stealth check to uh, for when we get inside this secret door. Okay. And you... because I have the feet quiet allies, it applies to everybody. Okay. Oh. I just wasted a natural 20 on that roll then. Dang it. <laughs> uh, that's a 28. Total. 28 stealth. You all, under Fanry's careful tutelage, move quietly, quietly down a long, dark, descending tunnel. Uh, Inside, you know that the stonework is incredibly uh, smooth and even. It doesn't even look like, uh, like stone blocks. It's just perfectly smooth. Um, if there wasn't so much dust around, you would guess that it would even gleam, almost like it was polished, uh, such as the beauty of, of dwarven craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you do see uh, very faded, ancient carvings that depict dwarves uh, in, in, in armor, uh, carrying grand weapons uh, in battles against sort of vague, uh, but menacing hordes that are not as clearly defined as the stout, uh, heroic dwarves that stand against them. Uh, you make it maybe 60 feet into this tunnel uh, when Fanray you feel a little tug down by your ankles. You realize that you've been very, very quiet, but you haven't really been keeping an eye out as something, there's like this metallic twang, and a a lot of you hear this sound, and Fanray, I need your, uh, you are flat-footed against three attacks that are coming swiftly from down below up towards oh, no! you. 
as small darts begin flying your way. Oh no! Uh, that is going to be 16, 18, and 12. Uh, flat-footed is minus two. That is correct. Uh, dead. 16 does not hit, 18 does, 12 okay. doesn't. All right. Only one of the three. This dart comes in, four points of damage as it slams into your 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 chest. Uh, the darts that miss you continue past into <gasps> Shayog. Shayog, you are also flat-footed. I've got two attacks coming at you. Uh, that is an 18 and a 10. Uh, 18 hits, 10 no. All right, Shayog, you take three points of damage as one of these darts just <laughs> grazes your shoulder. Uh, and the final dart goes whizzing past Shayog over Thimble's head <gasps> into Hawk. Yeah. We're also flat footed. Get him. Think. That is Think. a natural one. So it's a natural <laughs> oh, one. Uh, yeah. The dart goes past you. And right at Harry Plopper. I'm uh, small too. I am a child, Jim use Jam. Of, hey, I am a child. <laughs> I'm okay with that use of a sink. Uh, that is a 10 total. No, that won't hit. Wait. Well, <laughs> are flat-footed. No. Okay. No. Uh, then that final dart goes whizzing past Harry Plopper uh, and disappears. Do, do we hear a scream behind us of someone who was trying to sneak up on us but got hit by a dart? No, you Hopefully. do not. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ray, you do note, interestingly enough, that the dart that you pull out of your shoulder is very crudely made. Um, it, like, it just, something doesn't sit right. Like, you're looking around and you're looking at, like, this ancient, beautifully crafted hallway and the the perfectly smooth hidden door, like all like like just expert dwarven craftsmanship that you've seen so far. And this dart is literally like like you could make this dart with just some like wood and and feathers. And it looks it doesn't look ancient by any means. It's this very crudely made um, just dart. Uh, uh, thimble. You actually pretty easily recognize this as cobalt craftsmanship. Um, and you recall that one of the hallmarks of cobalt tactics is setting traps and and oh, yeah. defending themselves by by protecting their homes with lots of rigged up, crude but effective traps. Huh. All right. This looks like uh, telltale signs of cobalt activity. You can tell by this dart. <laughs> so we'll look down at the wire that she tripped and maybe uh, maybe take caution and start looking around for other... I guess if I haven't really been in cobalt society like that, I wouldn't really, you know, know where to look. But we're going to go down and maybe start putting stuff out in front of us. Mm -hmm. At least sure. be careful. Sure. Uh, first but off... Does that mean they're here? Oh. Ah. Uh. Are they the ones setting the traps, the, the ones that we're looking for? Uh, anybody who wants uh, can just make a, a, basic, a basic wisdom roll. I guess also by the looks of it, does it look like an older trap, an older dart, or did it look like it's been fairly constructed recently? Not. It's, it's probably more recent, just dusty. a glance. Okay. Yeah. I'm calling a 12. Okay. What did you roll? An 8. An 8. Ooh, okay. Four. 
Uh, Fanray doesn't do much thinking. She's actually going to drink a healing potion. Ah, okay. That's good. Hawk only got a nine. Okay. Not very wise group. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not according to the dice. Shag <laughs> uh, removes the uh, offending arrow from her muscle and uh, <laughs> and then takes out her falchion. Okay. Yeah. Do any okay. of you need assistance in any way medically? Well, listen, that, that hurt, but you know. Oh, Harry Plopper, no! <laughs> <laughs> you got a hole in you. Van Ray's still, like, singed around the edges of her dress and, like, <laughs> now is bleeding from her shoulder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fanray will draw her rivier and her dagger. Okay. Have them both out. Moving forward with weapons drawn, uh, mm-hmm. being a little more cautious now that you know that uh, there might be more traps than you were aware of. Um, I will say that uh, nobody really got any real additional insight from this particular incident. However, uh, you identified the door, the the darts as uh, cobalt make, very likely a newer trap set more recently meaning not like in ancient dwarven times, not recently as in like a, you know, you couldn't put a a day or a time to it, but you know that this is something that was set up by kobolds uh, relatively recently. Mm. Uh, You begin making your way uh, down, down, deeper into the complex. You eventually make your way into a larger square chamber. There are two, there there are actually three directions you could have gone, but one of them, the one directly across from the tunnel uh, that you enter from is is actually a collapsed. Uh, So that way is blocked off. However, if you were to turn to your left, you know, just based on your orientation, that that would actually take you back out towards the main gate. So you've actually bypassed the whole main gate area. Um, and if you wanted to go deeper into the complex, you would turn to the right and head down a tunnel that way. Hmm. Well, deeper in the we complex. Should, we should, you know, yeah, I think we should. Down we go, I'll, I think. I'll go, I'll go first. Because, uh, you know, I got this. Okay. <laughs> Jim, Jim, how dark is it in here? A very, very dark. Uh, those of you who have no dark vision, even low light vision, you will need a light source. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, um, who does not have dark vision? Um, I have low light, but uh, I can also... Uh, um, uh, hello, what? everyone. Um, my name's Harry Popper, the boy who oh. died. Do you, I know I, I can see in, in very dark places, but I'm wondering if you all need some light. Yeah. Yeah? Yes, please. Well, then, um, uh, Expectus! Uh, and he'll cast Dancing Lights, um, and, uh, now there's light. Okay. I'm so sorry. Honestly, how can anybody hate Harry Plopper? I just don't get it. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I am but with Harry Plopper. Uh, um, just so you know, um, 
you while you are not in combat, it's not a big deal. But dancing lights is a sustained spell, so you can be sustaining a spell as you move. But if you get into combat, oh, those uh, lights are gone. Use an action to sustain your spell. Otherwise, oh, man, I, ho- I only got two of them, Jim Jam. So the- everybody's gonna be fighting in the dark. Everybody's gonna be fighting in the dark. So Harry Plopper's solution is incredibly unreliable and will will fail at the first test. So just keep that in mind. But they have light right now, Jim Jim. But right now you have light. (laughs) Maybe Shayong should take a torch out. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, might be a good idea. Yeah, okay. Shayong takes the torch out. Besides, fire can't be bad. Yeah. (laughs) Fire is never a bad thing. Never. (laughs) (laughs) As Fan Ray's like still padding out like bits that are still on fire. Oh, yeah. Except for recently. <laughs> All other times, it can't be bad. <laughs> oh, all right. You begin. Uh, I, I don't know what you do, actually. You tell me which direction you guys uh, want to go. Oh, right. We're going Deep right. Deep Deep right. To the right. Yeah. To the right. You head to the right. Uh, and then, uh, marching order. I know, Shayag, you said you wanted to be up in the lead, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, uh, the tunnels are wide enough that you could walk uh, two or even three abreast if you wanted to. Oh. Uh, so you guys tell me how you want to arrange yourselves. Uh, I only got two abreast, so I'll be second. All right. Fair. Anybody want to walk with me? No? Okay. Uh... uh They'll be to your left or whatever. So you, are, are you uh, pulling? Do you have like a sword or you, what are you carrying? I, I do a falchion. Falchion. So, all right. Yeah. Cool. So, all right. So two blades up front. Anybody mm-hmm. behind us have with any ranged weapons would be nice for cover. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, fine. Uh, I'll stay back. Fine. Behind. <laughs> I'll come uh, in. Uh, if it's the two of them up front, I'll be right behind them. Hawk, if you want to be with me or behind me. I'll I'll be behind Fan Ray. Harry Plopper will be behind Fan Ray. Harry Plopper is last. I'm going to be behind her, but like towards the right a little bit. Hugging the right side of the wall. Mm-hmm. So I've got... Which actually breaks up your party quite nicely because you've got Shayog with the torch up front uh, and you've got Harry Plopper with the dancing lights in the back. Now, Shayog, just so you're aware, mm-hmm. uh, while you're walking, not a big deal. Uh, but when if you were to get into a fight... Your falchion is a two-handed weapon, so you'll need to drop yep. the torch. Uh, yeah. However, it's a well-made torch, and it will—it can stay lit on the ground as long oh. as you drop it into water or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. No it water. will still like cast it. light from the ground. I could also grab it. I'm only using oh, one, yeah. one hand to do allow death and destruction. Thank you, Thimble. Not that anybody will be getting into any combat because you're going to be perfectly safe. What could go wrong? What what could Because you're you're good. You're nice nice now. now. You're nice. Because I'm nice now. I okay. Nice. Good. I see cupcakes in our future. I see cupcakes. Don't believe it. Did anybody think he was nice when he hit us with 19 points or 22 points of fire damage? You failed to look for the trap. That's not like that's. I said it was trapped, but you didn't look for it. (laughs) That one's on you, Ben. (laughs) Sure, sure. If Harry Plopper had looked for the trap, it would be a different story. (laughs) I'm so angry at you, Jim Jim. You begin making your way down the tunnels deeper into this dwarven complex. And you can actually now hear the sounds of falling water uh, coming, echoing down the tunnels towards. Here goes the torch. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Great. Um, as you move, you can tell that you are approaching this source of falling water. And up ahead, at the edge of your light, you can actually see that you are approaching a very large cavern. The air is becoming very damp and cool, uh, much more so than it was in the rest of the tunnels. What do you do? Harry will disperse out the lights to try and see if he can, like, you know, lighten up the room. Sure. Uh, You move the, the lights with your mind down the tunnel ahead of the group, and they sort of circle around just inside this cavern. And you can see, all of you now, that up ahead you're approaching a very large chamber. Uh, Difficult, really, with the angle to tell what it was, but you do know that towards the center of this large open chamber, there uh, is a waterfall that is just, like, falling down through... Uh, the center of the room, almost like it, almost like a like a water feature, because it's not it's not like it's falling into a pool, like it's falling from above down below. Like you can tell, it's not hitting water in the room. It's just it's like falling through the room up ahead. Oh, all of you so, make a perception um, check too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perception. Look natural. Oh no, no, I I, I didn't call it. Uh. Uh, 18. 18, okay. No, I'm definitely off. I got a 10. Harry Plopper is just like standing there thinking for a long time. 30, 20 for Fanray. 30, 20? 21. Okay. Uh, 23 for Shad. I forgot that I could have done no damage with the Doom thing. Oh, that's right. 18 for Thimble. 18 for Thimble. Um, Shayog, you're actually the only one who hears it. It's very difficult to hear because of the sound of rushing water up ahead. But Shayog, you hear some movement and voices that suddenly cut off as the lights enter the room. (gasps) Hey, hey, did you hear that? There are the voices. Uh, We've been made. I think someone's in here. Uh, uh, what can you? They stopped talking. We we came in and they saw my light. Should I put my light out? Uh, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> I think oh. Jim Jam was talking about my lights, which were going forward and kind of oh. shining around. Uh, so yeah. I'll can. Continue those lights through and not call them back okay. to myself. Yeah. Um, could you tell what language they were speaking? No, I. It, it was all echoey, and then all of a sudden, I hope nothing. They know we're here, wherever it is. And when Thimble Ripscale says they know we're here, I need everybody. To roll initiative. Oh, no. trying not draw attention to yourself, ourselves. Can we roll stealth? I would say that Fanray, you could roll stealth. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna say a uh, 13, Jim Jam. It's my guess. I rolled a uh, seven with a natural one. Oh no. This is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> or is it though? So I've lost an action, correct? 
Yes, you lose an action. This is no bueno. Hawk. Uh, was I rolling? Sorry, was I rolling stealth or per? Uh, per- uh, if you want it to be, you can. Uh, twenty-two. Same. What were you adding? Eleven. Ten. Wow. Thimble um, rip scale. Well, I um, what do I add for? Uh, uh, perception or here? stealth, whichever one you prefer. Oh, oh, that's it. Mm, no, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. Okay, Oof, uh, ten. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like I, I don't know yet. Nah, nah, three. Decision. Shayog. Thirteen. Thirteen for Shayog. So normally, Hawk and Fanray would be first to go. However, you're not really aware of the immediate danger. So I will go. Shayog, you are flat-footed. And so is Thimble, because you literally cannot see uh-huh. two creatures as you but you hear the sharp click and the twang uh, that is the hallmark sounds of distant crossbows being fired at you. Oh no. Thimble, this is gonna be against your armor class, but your armor class is at a minus two currently. Uh, we are looking at 17. Ooh, that no. is my AC. Missed. That is a miss. All right. You're nimble. Uh, even even flat-footed, you throw yourself to the side as a bolt goes whizzing past you. And then Shayog, that is going to be an 18 to hit you, Shayog. Yeah, that hits. So this, uh, you actually catch the bolt square in the chest and take oh. eight points. Eight oh. points of piercing damage. Ooh. Now... Uh, all of you now can see that just under Harry Plopper's lights are two ashen-skinned dwarves frantically reloading crossbows in yet black armor. Uh, And it is Shayog's turn. What do you do? Ooh, I am... How how far away can I get to them in one... Uh, There, you guys had had stopped pretty far down the tunnel, so they're about 90 feet ahead of you. Oh! They're in the room itself. You could do it. You could run in there and... Mess them up. No, okay. Well, that would be every single move if they're 90 feet away. <laughs> yes. I would just be running up to them like this. No! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, know. just run up and yell at them. <laughs> you know what? I'm inspired them. So I run up to them and I you say, just, no! Hey, you rush. You <laughs> rush forward. Uh, Falchion and Torch held high. Oh, yes. You get right up to one of these ashen-skinned dwarves. He's got a long white beard, uh, gray skin, uh, and he's just like looking you dead in the eyes. Like He's not afraid. He's going to stand and meet your charge as a warrior. Oh. Um... And it is uh, Harry Plopper's turn. Well, what? Well, first, <laughs> before you decide what to do, Ben, Sharna donated $25 for an overcharge to Ben as I love his character name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage him. <laughs> Don't encourage him. 
<laughs> also, Crossbones gave a bit boss hero point to Jim Jam, so. Hey, there we go. Uh, well, unfortunately, Harry can't do anything, so he is, is sustaining is a whole action, correct? It is one action to sustain a spell, yes. Um, I've only mm. got one action because I'm permanently slowed and I lost one with my roll. So I will sustain this spell. You'll sustain the spell. Now, I want everybody who's in the tunnel uh, to note that the tunnel itself is now cast in complete darkness because the lights were sent into the room and Sheog with the torch ran into the room. <coughs> now, I believe Oops. for Thimble Ripscale and for Harry Plopper, no problem, you have dark vision. Yep. For uh, Fanray and Hawk, you are cast in darkness. Though, you can see your targets up ahead. That's all I need. Yes. Yes, indeed. We go to the mm. top of the next round, and it is Hawk. You now can act. Um, I am going to look at the beastie that Sheog didn't run up to directly. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to... Hunt prey, okay, with one action, and then use the rest of my two actions to use my nice aim, okay, and just bead in on him to bead in. All right, here we go. And just keep in mind, I don't know if it's a if it's if it matters for any of your abilities, but these are ninety feet away, so I don't know if you have any abilities that uh, require you to be within certain distances. But. Uh, I mean, my bow has a hundred feet yeah, they, of range, yeah. and the just double checking. I don't think as long as because I can see them now. Yes, that's what is needed. Seeing and hearing okay. is needed for hunt prey. So gotcha. Ooh, you know what? Let's use one of them uh, hero tokens. Ah, reroll. Getting rid of them quickly. I like it. Now, the hero points that came in the Dungeon Crate box, they were bully for no! use, and they yeah. were awesome. Yeah. They were awesome. Yeah. And you have um, to take the uh, new roll, right? Do that. Uh, unless you have another hero point that you want to waste. <laughs> I mean, I only lost one on the die. <laughs> Wait, that's awesome. Use um, it. Uh, I mean, it still might work. Let's just try a uh, let's try a sixteen. I don't think it's gonna work. Well, did Get you say armor. it was a one on the die? No, no, I it took it down by one on the die. Oh, okay. See, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. So sixteen uh, is a miss. Uh, your arrow sails past this dwarf, failing to do anything useful. That is my turn. All right, Hawk fires, but cannot. Seal the deal. Fanray, you're next up. Okay, Jim. I have an idea, and I want you to tell me if I can do it. Okay. That's what I do. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay. Fanray is going to cast Dancing Lights, creating okay. the four individual lights, one uh -huh. behind her head, one behind Hawk, one behind Sheog's head, and one behind Ripscale's head, Thimble's head, um, which were all within 100, within, oh wait, no, I can't because we're not within 10 feet of each other. Yeah, I was gonna say, the lights themselves okay. have to be within 10 feet of each other. So for now, I'm going to create <clears throat> lights, uh, all four up my spine and move okay. forward once. 
Okay. Uh, you cast your spell. Uh, you now glow with your own magical lights, and you move forward. Just remember that if you want to maintain that spell, it's one action, one action. to sustain the spell every round. Uh, mm -hmm. But the tunnel now has light, which is good. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, these dwarves now get to go. Uh, they see Shayog has rushed up into the fray. They both just let the crossbows drop, which appear to be like on tethers to their belts. So they drop the crossbows, but they just sort of hang down at their side. They both draw uh, swords and like smash their chests. And instead of striking, they both begin to grow and grow. And now they are towering over you. And the whole time they're going, they're ooh, 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 ooh. And now they are like ogre-sized standing over you. Nice. And that is the rest of their turn. That's awesome. Crag uh, is very angry at you for this, Jim Jam, for putting what? things on tethers. Oh. And how angry you got at us for putting things on tethers. I got, I learned it from you, Crag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That was my turn. So, Shayog, you are now looking up at these two dwarf warriors. Uh, you know, I think Shayog is going to uh, find her bravery and take a swing at the fella right in front of her. All right, take a swing. And I think she's got a power attack. Sure. So oh. you're dropping. Uh, so you're yeah, you, have dropping. you have the torch in your hands. Yes, I have to drop the torch. Thank you. Yes, so you drop the torch at your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then take a swing. Now, a power attack is going to cost two actions for one attack. Right. But if you hit, you get to roll two damage dice. Ooh, that's amazing. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, that'd be 22. 20, oh, yeah, that hits. <gasps> Yay. Okay, two damage dice. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Twenty I'm sorry, 23 points of damage. Uh, you just like screaming, just <laughs> slice up uh, right across uh, this thing's belly is now eye level with you. And you just like open him up and his guts come spilling out onto the ground and he goes falling backwards, crashing to the ground. He uh, did it! And shrinks back down to his normal size. <laughs> and Shayonic says, don't make me angry, okay? <laughs> The thing uh, is, he might shrink back down to normal size, but his guts stay very large. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird, weird thing. Yeah. Uh, after no. Shayog's impressive turn, um, I believe. Oh, I think I forgot Thimble. But Thimble I think rips you did. You do? I've been charging this whole time. <laughs> right. uh, well, charging would get you right up to this. Uh, right up to this. Uh, with, with your three actions, you would be at the other dwarf. Yes. Okay. Okay, so then, cool. So then Harry Plopper, what are you doing? Harry Plopper will move 30 feet and sustain his light. All right. So you are 60 feet away from the action, but your lights still remain. Trying to find so any way not to roll a d20. We are at the top <laughs> of the next round, and it is Hawk's turn. All right. So there's the beastie that's left, which is the one that she didn't go up to. So I'm going to... But uh, Thimble did. Thimble did run up to it. Okay, that's that's fine. It's big enough that I'll 
I just wanted that that's I'm focusing on the same one. Gotcha. So the hunt prey is still active on him. I'm gonna use my hunter's aim. Takes two actions. <sighs> Good night. Uh thirteen won't hit. No, thirteen won't hit. Switching up them dice. Oh, All right. Hawk, what has happened to you? Here's what he's going to do. He's he's been like, I'm taking the time. Why isn't it working? You know what? Fine. We'll just do two shots with one action. So ah, that's what he does with his last action. Okay. Two shots. Boom. That's a 27 from one of them. There we go. And a 21 from the other. Did you Ooh. take the second and third attack penalties? Oh. No, uh, I'm sorry. No. So... 27 is down to 22. Yes. And then minus 11 or minus 10. Yeah. Okay, so only one of them will hit probably then. Yep, one of them will hit, but it uh, would have been a critical hit if it was your first attack. Darn! But unfortunately... Well, it's the first one that hits, so luckily I still get that bonus D8 because of my precise shot. Sarah BC1 has become the Bitbox Battle Boss <gasps> and has given the, the hero point to Fenray! Fenray gets a point. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, that is Star a Cheney. total 13 damage. 13 points of damage. Arrow sinks deep into this thing's gut. Uh, he doubles over but does not go down. Fenray. Okay. I'm still 60 feet away from... Yep. The last ashen-skinned dwarf. Uh, If I move all the way up, would I be able to see from Harry Plopper's lights? Yes. Okay. He has sustained them, so yes. Uh, Then I am going to move up to this last combatant and let go of my lights. Okay. I'm going to take a stabby stab with my rapier. Two actions to move and one action to stabby stab. That... Is a dirty 20. Dirty 20 will hit. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Doo, doo, doo. And I get to use my overcharge. Ooh. Mm. That is a total of nine damage. Nine points of damage, and you pierce him right through the liver, causing him to gush blood from the wound as you rip the the rapier free. Uh, He begins to, like, he's trying to hold the blood in, but he's shrinking the whole time and then just falls over. Now his regular old size. Uh, Awesome. First thing that Harry does is go up and start eating them. (laughs) Because you have hurt me very, very badly. And begins to eat the corpses of these ashen-skinned dwarves that the rest of you begin to look around. You see that this large chamber that you are, uh, that you have come to looks like perhaps maybe once it was the dwarven equivalent of an open-air market. The ceiling is maybe 15 feet high, and in the center of the chamber, you see that there is indeed a waterfall that is falling from a hole in the ceiling down into a hole in the middle of the floor, where it must be splashing into some kind of pool deep beneath this chamber. Uh, To your left, you see that amidst some ruins, there is something like a great cage on wheels with a few huddled figures inside who are now all like grabbing the bars and jumping up and down. Um, 
as Harry Plopper begins to eat and consume your enemies. And and as he's eating, he's just like, oh, you can hear through just the chewing that we've been subbed. Uh, Sarah BC1 gifted a sub to Imp in My Head, and then Sharna gifted to Crossbearer, and Adamantite Adventurer gifted to Stuber187. We've been followed by fre- Frequent Flyer Mom, and then Sharna came in and dropped $50 and said, Thimble to get a card because oh. I want to see what he gets. Ooh, Chaos card nice. for Thimble Ripscale. Chaos card. All right, so All right. I am drawing right from the top of our deck, and that <gasps> is Four of Clubs. The Four of Clubs you can use at any time, and what it does is you can add the number on the card, four, to a skill check or attack roll. So it's a plus four bonus to a skill check or attack roll. You can use it whenever you feel it will be most effective. You can can add it before or after you know the results of your roll. (gasps) Wow. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you to uh, whoever that was. That was Sharna. Sharna. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you that it wasn't a bad one. Thank you, Jim, for not picking a bad one. (laughs) All the cards are good cards. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of good things, the real gobshite has become the bit boss. Our very own Jared Hoy really, really wants (laughs) Shayog to survive. He is giving her the hero point. Hunt pickles with oopsie, he says. So many bonuses oh, flying around this episode. So many. Oh, I love it. Going pickle hunting. So what do you do? Uh, you see these, these, there's some caged creatures and over the din of the waterfall, you can hear this like sharp barking, almost yipping sound. It's like, ah, 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 ah. Uh, and to the rest of you, it sounds like nonsense, but Thimble, you actually can understand this. As I start doing it back. You hear from inside the cage, comrade, come help us. We are in trouble. These well, creatures are just barking? That's what it sounds like to you. Yes. Uh, can I continue my charge all the way to where the sounds are coming from? Oh, yeah. You can You can now easily get right up to this, this cage, and it, it does look like it's basically a very large cage on wheels. Oh. Um, there is a harness for some kind of very large <laughs> creature that must have been pulling this cage, though you don't see any signs of a large creature here. Oh, no. I'm so excited. Yeah, well, that's convenient. This is perfect. No large creature. Cage. I unlock the cage. Let him out. Everybody's happy. We got paid. End of story. Sorry, uh, Jim. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, uh, you do note uh, that there is a lock on the cage that you could attack uh. your, your, your former tricks with. Um, as you get to work, uh, the you this this yipping uh, and snarling continues. Uh, the rest of you can make no heads or tails of it. Um, it just sounds like like a really excited <clears throat> lizard dog talking. Uh, but uh, but Thimble, you hear the Durgar took some of ours east to dig out a tomb and get something the Durgar leader keeps referring to as Agafi's spite. Some of us managed to escape and ran deeper into the tunnels to the north. A hunting party has gone after them. Please, you you must save them as well. They have the key to this cage, though it does appear that you are quite skilled at getting through locks yourself. How many of there are you? 
Uh, well, uh, there are three currently in the cage. Uh, he says, uh, the, the ones that were taken to dig out the tomb, uh, there were eight of them taken. Uh, the ones that escaped to the north, only three. This is a very eloquent okay. kobold and very factual. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll translate to whoever's near me. Sure. Look back and I'll, I'll say, I'll tell them what happened with the uh, Drugar that, that took the, uh, the ones to the mines. And I asked the other kobolds if they also know where these mines are. Are you familiar with where they would have taken them to go dig in these mines? Yes, there are some been? tunnels leading east out of this cavern that will take you to where the, the dig team was taken. I would say that I'm quite them. concerned for the lives of the ones who escaped that ran north, but at the same time, I worry that if the Durgar aren't stopped before they find this Agafi's spite, whatever that is, then our problems are only going to get worse. I'm not sure what you should do, but I have faith in you, comrade Thimbold Ribscale. I know that whatever path you choose, you walk with courage in your heart. To the rest of you, it's just like... I look at my dog. The three that up. ran north. The three that ran away. Why did they run north? And 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 why are you worried about them? They got away. Uh, we don't even know what is to the north. When we tried to make our home here, we were exploring these tunnels very carefully and methodically. Um, we had. Well, I have no idea what is to the north. They ran that yeah. way because they did not want to go back out towards the main entrance. Did you? Did you see the horrible beetle beast? No, no, what? So what? See, what? Yard? Oh, yes. The, the, the great beast of burden these Durgar use is a, a huge carnivorous beetle. We couldn't, our, our comrades couldn't run back to there. They, they could certainly not face such a creature. Uh, that sounds terrible. Terribly frightening. Uh, okay, so I relay that as well. Huge carnivorous beast, uh, fangs dripping with poison. Uh, I think it, he says it shoots fire. Out of its nostrils. Didn't know beetles had nostrils. Uh, three okay. ran north. And there's eight that have been taken there by the other Dugar. They came down. And apparently, uh, so who did the Dugar, did the other dwarves take, the, took the eight? Are they, do they have some creature with them too? Uh, no, no, no creature. Though the leader went to the dig site. And she ah. is a tough and possessed of some magic. Oh, Yes, we found that out. Um, hmm. okay. Jim Jim, is there some sort of knowledge that I could roll uh, that would help me determine what this creature is based upon the description? Uh, based on a description, if you had a nature check, I would allow that. Um, um, I do have nature. Call it. Ooh. Call 18. It. Ooh, okay. yeah, 18. That is going to be a 14. A 14. Ooh. So you're within the range, but you're not quite certain based on just the description of a, a giant beetle that shoots fire out of its nostrils. Like, you have no idea what he's talking about. Some kind of certainly horrific thing that you've never encountered or heard of. Mm. Definitely fire out the... Shao <clears throat> uh, goes and picks up her, uh, her torch okay. and says... Okay, listen, do we go deeper in here and we get the other three? Mm, or I, three I don't, I we, we, go, 
we should find and i tell them about the uh some sort of elixir or some sort of magical uh what they there's some sort of magical thing that they're bringing back we need to stop those that dwarf first probably before we go rescue the three that wandered off okay eight eight uh, more and then we can get rid of some more dugar and you would and the, the, the this boy would have some more food on the other hand our quest from Bill was to bring them all back healthy and whole. And if yes. the eight are being used to dig and tunnel and mine, they're not probably in as much danger as the three are. Yeah. Mm. Mm, that makes sense, oddly. Yeah. I, I, I suppose. What, Harry? Um, yes, well, my name's Harry Plopper, and I'm oh, the boy who died. Who died. Yes, yeah. um, and I, I was wondering if, um, if we should split up. Hmm. No. Split the party up. No, I, I no. just, I feel a presence over my head that's, uh, <laughs> that's telling me this is a bad idea. I don't think that we should split the party. <laughs> The gods have spoken. Um, yeah, let's probably not do that. That's not a great idea. But uh, I do. I think maybe we should go find the three first. Maybe there's. You're right. The other ones are. Well, they're not going to kill them, right? You don't think? Uh, at, at least what, until they find whatever they're looking for. What yeah. about the ones that are here in this cage? What should we do with them? Well, are they healthy and safe enough to get out? Are you healthy and safe enough to yarp yarp? They said yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you know, the, uh, the kobold had mentioned that the hunting party did have the key to this cage, or you also, I mean, it's it's just a lock like any other. If you feel skilled enough, you could always try to pick it. Oh, um, I would definitely be picking it while I'm, you know. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and roll that thievery check. Then. Yes, yes. Just a reminder. Wait. I, Thimble. Just a reminder, the last time you picked a lock, the door blew up. And if the same people made the cage as has made the door, then we might have dead friends. You know? Oh, but that door was ancient and old. Besides, that wasn't me. I actually, you know, six, if technically I did unlock the door. I'm not detect, saying it didn't work. Detect magic on the uh, the lock area door. Is that <clears throat> is it magical, Jim Jam? Yeah. Am I able to? Well, I mean, just to just find out if there is any uh, sort of mechanical trap that might be attached. Sure. Yeah. If you want to search for a trap, just make a perception check first. All right. Perception check of eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, you don't find anything that appears to be dangerous. I look back at Hawk. I didn't find anything. Oh. Everybody just backs away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just By all means. Uh, Back it up. Yeah. Come on, your Akax. Let's I, move. I, and I tell, I tell, the, I tell the uh, the other kobolds in there that the, the, they're just they're scared of kobolds. So don't judge them. And I try and unlock it uh, for a twenty-two. 22. 22 is enough to get this lock popped open. But as you do... Oh, boy. You hear a second click as a tiny little dart comes and shoots out and 
stabs you right in the hand. Oh! And I need you to make a fortitude save. Or you die. Uh, Or you die. Hawk just kind of nods like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think I, I, I... I think I had a technical problem with my die. I don't know if you can get your guys to kind of look at that. I got a one plus. You have hero points. You hero points. points. You hero points. Can right. re-roll yeah, yeah, those yeah, with yeah, hero yeah. points if you'd like. Re-roll I'm gonna do with that. You have your card too. You have your card too. I have my uh, card. I get to add. Yes. We've got edges that? too. You can add a plus I wanna, one to your roll. But you do want to re-roll because the I'm one gonna, makes it lower. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so I got a 10 on this next roll. Okay. Uh, 10. Uh, well, no, 17 total on that. 17 total. Do you want to add any points? edges to it? I think you want to add edges. I think you want to add edges. I have two edges, so I'm going to add an edge. Yeah. Oh, okay. You add one edge. No! Is that all you want to add? the other one! Oh, I can Save use both? You yeah. can if, if you want, if you feel it's necessary, though you don't know the results of your roll yet. Wait! Yes, yes <laughs> because I, I don't ever get to use edges. I don't play this game. Uh, what about your, what about your card? Your... Can, can you add no. a card to it? No, Jim that's only for skill uh, checks and attack rolls. Uh, okay. Both edges, bringing your total to a 19. You feel okay. <gasps> oh, thank goodness. Your hand stings a little bit, but otherwise you feel okay. Until I do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I ingested the poison anyway. No, okay, excellent. We unlock them, and will they? Do they want? Do they know the way out? Can they get out? Or do? They uh, well, they do, well, uh, yes. Thank, thank you for releasing us. Um, what should we do? Should we hide out here? Like, we again, the the giant beetle thing. We. We certainly can't fight it. If if you didn't encounter it, then it must still be out there somewhere. What should where should we go? What should we do? Oh, tell them where the where the secret entry was that we came in through. You are truly heroes. You've managed to open the secret dwarven entrance. None of us yes. could figure out how to open the door. And of course, the rest of you. It took me a lot. It took me so long to find, but I did find it eventually, and I saved everybody that's here. They're alive all because they almost got blown up by a fireball. But disregard them so much, and you should be able to find your way out just just soon. Don't let them. Don't let the one try and eat you. Don't fall down. Don't act dead. He will eat you. <laughs> the no, kobolds thank you profusely. They rush over, grab uh, the, the crossbows from the the dead Durgar, uh, load them up, and begin rushing off down the tunnel towards presumably the hidden dwarven entrance, where they will make their way to safety, right. leaving you all alone. What do you Don't do? Forget about the rune. Ah, never mind. They'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> the trap. Ah, never mind. Uh, so listen. Uh, I think we should keep going looking for those three so they don't get, you know, killed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So to the north. Okay. Uh, you begin making your way into the north tunnels and you come upon a scorched patch of stone where you find two dead Durgar lying in some rubble. Eat them. Uh, you realize that your fleeing kin may have left booby traps in their wake to thwart pursuers, which is a fairly standard cobalt tactic. You hope that uh, uh, perhaps they've actually thinned out the the enemies ahead. Uh, Harry Plopper uh, immediately pauses, 
looking hungrily down at the corpses. I mean, do you guys want to spend the time allowing him to consume the be- the people? I mean, or Jim do you need Jam, to move on? It, the question is, how long ago does this look like it died? Uh, you could make a medicine check to try to find yeah, out. Yeah, I'll make a medicine check. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, this is going to be a, uh, a nine. It is a 13. I'm four okay. on wow. every Range. single time. Uh, difficult to say. I mean, they definitely died sometime in the last day, but it's really hard to make out. They're really scorched up, so it's hard to tell, really, beyond. Oh, I'll, I'll, like, take two arms and be eaten while we walk. You know? Well, now, hold up. They're scorched. Doesn't that mean they're cooked? He doesn't... They're doesn't... not raw. That's true. <laughs> I mean, peel away the scorched skin. I'm yeah. sure there's still some raw meat I just, I just need well, a like chunk. A, they're just undercooked. Like a raw steak. You just like walk it through the kitchen kind of thing. I, yeah. need, <laughs> I need a chunk of the flesh if the creature died within the last hour. And then I, uh, yeah. So I'll take it and try and see if I gain anything. Sure. You start uh, oh. making your way deeper in as Harry Plopper just uh, starts Tugging and chewing at the the roasted Durgar arm like it was a Renfair turkey leg. <laughs> now, now, don't I'm getting hungry now. Thanks. <laughs> As you move deeper, you begin to hear. Uh, first of all, is anybody? Are we just using Shag's torch as the light source? Uh, oh, light a torch as well. Okay, so we got two torches, uh, two torches in the mix, uh, plenty of light for the party. As you begin to hear yelps and screams of pain from up ahead, along with deep, gruff laughter that sounds like it's coming from several people. (gasps) I would like to just kind of get the group's attention and just go, shh, hey, Benray. Yes. You, me. Sneak up. And then I'll say, you three, wait until you hear the real noise. What? <laughs> All right. So, like, the signal. Yeah. We wait We wait for the signal. Wait, what is... Wait, wait. What is signal? Like, the sounds of battle. More screaming and... Laughing. I mean, don't be too far behind us. I'm just saying we sneak up, get things started. We get the jump, and then you run in like you always do. Oh, okay. I was waiting for, like, a, a word, like, you know, like a baka, baka, baka or something, you know. Maybe make that noise, I'll come, okay? Baka. I'll hide around corner. Yeah, baka, baka. Baka. Okay. No, kaka. Yeah, I like that one. Kaka. Kaka? Kaka. Kaka. I want you to scream kaka. Um... One thing that might help us sneak up is not yelling caca anymore. Oh, all right. Okay, yeah. You make yeah. good points there. She's, there she's, yeah, thank you, Fenrir. She's she's smart. Yeah, you know, that's, I, I like her a lot, yeah. Harry, what? Yes, uh, wait, my name's Harry My name Popper, is Harry Popper, and I'm the boy that died, yeah. Yes, mm. um, if you, if I were to cast... Ghost sound, you know, some oogily boogilies over uh, further away. Um, would would that help the situation? Distraction. How I far mean, away can you cast it? Thirty feet. I, well, here's the, I. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> 
Do you guys, do you want a, a, a distraction before you go up there, sneak up? My, my worry mechanically is that he would have to be too close and it would just bring more attention towards us. He would yeah. be the, the, the distraction, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Nothing was changed. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, well, I, um, I'm going to let you all organize this. Hawk? Yeah? Ghost sound or no? I mean, I don't think I need it, but you never know. Also, Harry, you save all of your actions for in- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, We, we right. need you up at the front. All right. Uh, and here you'll start moving towards the front. What? No, no that's, no, not, that's no, what he just told me. So <laughs> oh, Harry, Harry moves to the front. No, after, after. We go and do our thing. You go to the front. Right, right, right. Boy, these takes a long time. I know. I think they might be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get going, Huck. Yeah. Please go. And uh, we'll stealth up. Yeah. Um, so, so if they leave our vicinity, then mm-hmm. the stealth, they'll be stealth together. And then yeah. if, if I they roll stealth They have no light. Us, Okay. Oh. Oh, do they need it? They specifically are the ones who need light, yes. Oh. Uh, do you want my torch? They're gone. Oh. They're gone. Do they're, you want they're just my wandering torch? aimlessly in the dark then. <laughs> they had a I great plan, I'm but the execution. There would be a, a source of light near the noise. Jurgar! No idea what we are. need light! We have this under control. Yeah. You should throw uh, a torch. Oh, 29 for my stealth. Okay. 28 for my stealth. 28 for your stealth. You guys begin moving ahead. And you realize quite quickly that you're just sort of fumbling around in the dark. And you have to wait. Your eyes That's adjust. Fanray, you can actually still, even at the edge of the torchlight, see a little bit further than Hawk because you have the low light vision at least. Um, but it's getting very, very much like completely like you can't see anything after a minute. Okay. And then how- you're go ahead. Go ahead and tell me. Oh, I was just gonna ask how far up we were. Well, torches shed light in a 20-foot radius, so you're about, you, uh, when you get to the edge of your ability to see, you're about 40 feet away from the group, and you cannot see any further. Okay, Hawk, Hmm? here's the thing. Yeah. I can send light ahead as far as I can get it, which is uh, roughly 100 feet ahead of me. If I do that, and you immediately take a shot at whatever's there. Surprise. Yeah. I'll do you one better. I'll take two shots. All right. Uh, and Fanray will cast Dancing Lights up ahead of her, where she assumes the sounds would have been coming from. Okay, hey, make a perception check then. See how close you can get it to the source of the sounds. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. And Jim, am I able to like focus in on the Duragar? Like, <laughs> uh, you can make a perception check if you want. Okay. See if you can. Jim. Nineteen. Okay. 
You think you guys are, you think you know where the Durgar are. You think you know what's happening up ahead, but you really can't see, so it's impossible to say. Now, Jim Jam, I got a question for you. Yeah. Would the three of us think that that signal was the signal? Uh, truth be told, I can't tell you what you think the signal is. Only oh, you boy. can determine such Everyone, a thing. Is that the signal? Was it? What was it? What? Did they say caca? In, in light, they might have said caca. Oh. Light. Oh, no. So, Fanry, at this point, have you cast the dancing? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, boy. Send the dancing lights ahead. You cast it. You send them ahead. They go zooming ahead. And they actually disappear into a large room. And you don't see any Durgar. But you do hear shouts of alarm and scrambling for weapons as everybody needs to roll initiative. Yeah! Yes. So we all have a sense for the distance. We'll say that um, Fanray and Hawk, you are 30 feet away from the entrance to this room. Everybody else is 40 feet behind Fanray and Hawk. Oh my goodness. That's 70 feet for everybody right. who stayed back, 40 feet just to the room uh, for Fanray and Hawk. Jim Jim, I, just I, run I, forgot. Initiative? <laughs> I forgot to count it again, so... I have I had an eighteen on the die, which would have been real nice. But uh, here we go. This time I'm guessing it's going to be a sixteen total. No, we'll go with an eighteen total. I lose an action. Oh no! I got an eight. Eight for all Harry Plopper. That one sucks. Sorry, I'm writing down my initiatives. And I wish Wayne would have gotten it. <laughs> uh, Hawk, what does your initiative look like? I might have. 16. 16. For Hawk, Fanray. Uh, if I was using stealth to surprise them, it would be a 28. I will say that because you were making light specifically, stealth doesn't really help you a whole lot in this situation. Then it's 25. 25. Fanray and Thimble. Uh, 11. Oh, no. Uh, that's a good. I meant to roll an 11. <laughs> ah, okay. And that's precisely, well done, precisely timing my, uh, my positioning in the party uh, well mechanics. Done. So, yes, yes. Uh, and then Shayog? 30. I'm sorry, what? Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty. Yeah. yeah. Whew. Ain't it great? Thirty. 30. Yeah. Three zero for Shay. Well, <laughs> yeah. that'll never happen Shayog, again. you right. see some seventy feet ahead, glowing lights just appear as if by magic because it was by magic. What do you do? Was it the signal? I think. Who knows? <laughs> I think Shayog. Uh, absolutely has a rush of panic that covers her and she imagines that she's heard a caca. So she says, I think that was it. That must have been the signal. So she grabs her Valshian off the ground and she grabs her, her torch and she starts running as fast as she can to get up to them. She rushes. Uh, now um, you get up to them. She... You can get up to them. 
Uh, it's 40 feet, so it would cost you two actions, or the lights are another 30 feet past that, so you could continue running towards the lights. What do you do? I, I run up to them, and I, okay, get, so I get to Fanray and Hawk, and I you say, see- oh, I saw the signal! <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about what Candace just described is that here's this half orc in the middle of like a, a cavernous dur- Durgar everywhere, and she set down the falchion and the torch on the ground, knowing that there was combat. But she's like, "Oh, there's combat! I got to pick up." I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. Shayok sat on the ground with her legs crisscross applesauce and her hands, her hands, and was like. <laughs> Well, considering you had to uncrisscross and stand up and then rush, <laughs> that was all three of your actions. And that's where we'll leave our good friend Shayog for the moment. Fanray, Shayog just rushes up with a torch and a falchion in hand. What do you do? Yeah, I feel like Fanray went to turn around to be like, but she's already like. Um, you turn and she's literally like inches in from face. your face. Yeah. Uh, can I see? Uh-huh. I can't see into the room yet. I don't see anything happening. I mean, so. yeah, you see the entrance to the room, uh, but like it looks like, yeah, it's difficult to see what, what's there really. Uh, I will move up to look into the room. Okay. First. You move up to look into the room and what you see is a large chamber thick with mosses, mushrooms, molds, and under other underground flora. Judging from the broken remains of tools, planters, planters, and pots, this may have well been a dwarven garden to feed the community. Now, it is inhabited by six figures. Th- uh, five of them are ashen-skinned dwarves in black armor. One of them is a kobold hanging from the ceiling. being uh, form- He's sort of like swinging as if he was being pushed between the dwarves, like uh, like they were playing a, a cruel game of tetherball with him. Uh, but now the dwarves have all turned towards the light and are shouting and grabbing weapons and getting ready to kill you. Uh, again, it was 30 feet to get to that point, so you still have two actions left. Cool, cool, cool. Um, how far away is the closest dwarf? Uh, 20 feet. I'll move up 10 more feet and chuck a dagger at his head. Uh, Okay. You close half the distance and chuck a dagger. Just lining up my shot. That is a 22. That will hit. Yes. Okie dokie. Three points of damage. Three points of damage at this dwarven warrior who looks like he was considering the crossbow at his side, but now realizes that you've already decided to get up close and personal. After that, it is my turn. The first of my turns. Oh, no. One of these dwarves uh, doesn't look like he's he's got the same heavy type of armor that his companions have. Uh-oh. And rather than grab a weapon, he actually... Um, grabs a flask right off a like a bandolier at his chest, grabs it, throws something in it, shakes it up real fast, and just whips it at your face, Fanray. And here comes the attack. That's it. That's Rusty uh, Dumps. That is a bad roll, but luckily, I have hero points. So I use them and reroll my attack. That is 
a worse outcome, so I will use my second hero point to reroll, and hopefully this isn't a trend. I'm gonna sink it. Smart. Okay, you're gonna Ooh. sink it. I got you. Ooh. Smart. Me too. Yeah, you me double too. sunk. So many sinks. Okay. With the two sinks, I'm at a 19 to hit. Uh, that matches. Wait, oh, then I right. sink you. No. There were three sinks, Jim Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I thought but... Candace had said she sunk. Fine, She's then I'm adding an edge to talk. outweigh one of the sinks and hit anyway. Gosh, you guys. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Uh, the flask hits your chest, shatters in a bloom of blue fire. And oh, you are cool. going to take... That's, it's a nice look. Three points of fire damage. Now you can see. As soon as he does that, uh, he, like, waves. He makes a weird gesture with his hands and chants something under his breath and then disappears. Oh, it. Oh. it is now Hawk's turn. Uh, Hawk is going to move up the 30 feet. Okay. Um, and as he's kind of like taking in the uh, the Duragar, are there any others that don't have that kind of like bigger armor on them? No. No, you only see... Okay. You only see then, regular old Durgars. Then I will, I'll just like say I start on the left and I'm just going to start working my way over. So I've moved up, which is one action. Okay. I'm going to hunt prey on the guy farthest on the left. That's another action. Okay. And then I'm going to take a hunted shot and take two quick shots against him. Okie dokie. That was a, wow. <clears throat> Hunk is the anti Harry Plopper, meaning um, I have no actions. He's got far too many. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think I'm gonna get it. Uh, let's see, with a 17 on the first one, 17 is a hit. Ooh. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's one hit, and then on don't the, forget you have edges. Oh, that's right. I have the edges. I have two edges. I'm Shay mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's minus? Five from the number that I'm thinking in my head. Math. It's so hard. Uh, I'm going to give myself an edge. Okay. And get to another 17. Okay, that's two hits. Nice. Nice. Okay, so that will be 3d8s. Um, and just so you know, Jim, it, because of resistances and stuff like that, these two shots actually count uh, damage-wise as one. Thank you for letting me know. You're welcome. Uh, about all of the abilities that Hawk has. I'm very <laughs> glad to and the many, many things he can do. Um, that will be a total of... Uh, well, that'll be a plus two, 14. 14 points of damage. The arrow sinks deep into this creature's shoulder. Does not drop him, but it certainly looks like it hurt a lot. Yeah. After Hawk, Hawk's incredible turn. It is my other turn. Uh, These dwarves that were caught a little bit flat-footed all begin waving and chanting, uh, and all four of them disappear. You hear shuffling of armor. You hear movement all around you. 
but oh. you have no idea where these creatures have gone or what they're go, up go, to. Go, All go. become invisible, and it is Thimble's turn. Oh. Wayne, we oh. can't hear you. Oh. Yeah, we can't hear you. You're muted. But I think it was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it most definitely was. Are you... Did you sit on it? Are you muted through uh, Zoom? Muted through the call? No. I don't know. No. Uh, let me, you act it out and I'll interpret what you do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's charades. Yeah. Okay. Find your charades okay. 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 Oh, no sweat. No problem. <laughs> no sweat. You know what? There's no hear. there's no bad guys here. So I'm going to walk up and there's nobody. So I'm just going to look and I'll look at the sky. The, the oh, person take down, take down the volleyball. Take down the volleyball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going I'm to take down the uh I'm going to take down cut him down. down the cobalt. Ball, ball. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here's with your three <laughs> actions. Here's what you could accomplish. Out of all of that, you could move. Um, you could basically use all three of your actions to move into the room because you are still far back. Uh, you'll get into the room up to this hanging kobold at the end of all three move actions, and he's just hanging there, crying out for help uh, as you approach with your kukri drawn to cut him down. <laughs> All right. Oh, Great. Uh, <laughs> Harry Plopper. <laughs> Harry Plopper, it is your turn. Harry Plopper has one action, and that is to walk forward 30 feet. Okay. You get 30 feet ahead. Someday you may even join the battle. Someday I may be able to do something. Shayog, what do you do? Uh, can Thimble reach the tetherball creature? Yeah, he can. Uh, you're still back oh, okay. in the tunnel, though. Yes. Um, I would like to, uh, I think, I think Shayog needs to run into that room, if possible, with, uh, with Torch in one hand, Falchion looking desperately for where these creatures could have gone. Okay, I mean, yeah, you walk into the room, you can hear movement and, like, armor shuffling and, and, like, there's, there, but you only see your companions, you only see them, everybody else is as if they were invisible. Okay. I think that's why I'll figure something out. Okay. For next so you get into the room. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. <laughs> you get into the room. You realize you can't see anybody. But you brace yourself for danger. And it is Fanry's turn. Okay. <clears throat> you said these creatures were chanting. Jim, did the chanting stop when they went invisible? Yes. Well, that's dumb and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, what else do I see in this room besides Tetherball McGee and nobody? Uh, pretty much that's it. Tetherball McGee, nobody, and a whole bunch of like big patches of mushrooms and molds and funguses and hanging vines and it looks like almost like you're in a an underground garden. Okay. What did you say? Y'all are about to be poisoned. Well, I don't know if this is going to do any good, but uh, Fanry is going to... How far am I from Shayog? Uh, she just stepped into the room. She's basically right where you had summoned your lights. She stepped into the room. She's looking around. 
clearly confused. Okay. Fanray walks over to Sheog, okay. who looks befuddled at this point, and snatches the torch out of her hand and walks over to what looks like the biggest, most impressive grouping of plants and yeah. holds the torch to it and says, show yourself or it all goes up in flames. Okay. Uh, that is something. Uh, it is one of my turns. And my wife's such a smart role player. Yeah. Fan Ray, you are standing there holding this torch and something almost like it's like it it just like appears out of nowhere and then arcs through the air and and comes sailing down right at your head. It's like this weird waxy packet of paper. Huh. And it is. It tries to tries to strike you. Uh, this is going to be a total of twenty three to hit. Yeah, that hits. So it strikes you and explodes ah! in this weird, sticky mass of goop that like <clears throat> covers you and starts gumming up your hands and your clothes, and you are immobilized. Um, you blah 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 blah. Uh, Wayne, if Sorry. you haven't looked at the uh, donation sheet in a second, you might want to because there's a note for you in there. Okay. Actually, you take a minus. Uh, sorry, minus ten foot penalty to all of your speeds, so you move much slower um, as you are gummed up in this goop. Uh, and now, standing right where he disappeared is this uh, this dwarf who then grabs another vial out of his uh, out of his bandolier and chucks it at Thimble. Oh no! Oh, can you guys hear me now? Yeah. yeah! Hey! There you are. Uh, just just in head- time. The headset wasn't uh, apparently. I don't know if the mute is on or off on this, but this is the camera one, so audio might be different. Okay. No, you're great. Uh, we hear you pretty clear, so it sounds cool. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and now that I can hear you, I would like you to tell me if a 17 hits your armor class. It does not. It does not. So this uh, vial shatters on the ground, explodes in another burst of green flame, uh, and that is all that Durgar does. Hawk... You see one target. What do you do? Well, I'm still tracking that invisible guy because I've done this before. Okay. I've tracked invisible things. Mm-hmm. Um, can I can I try and get a bead on where he would be? You can use one action as a seek check to see if you can pinpoint where Great. that creature is. I will is. do that. I get a right. plus two to that because I'm right. hunting him. Okay. Seek is perception, right? Yeah. Yeah. 27. Yeah, you are pretty sure that you know exactly where this guy moved to. He actually moved real close to uh, where Fanray was just standing. Uh, mm-hmm. You're pretty sure that you got a beat on him. Now, in order to attack him, you still need to make a DC 10 flat check. Okay. So 11 on the higher die. Uh, you, you still use your actions to attack, but if you cannot beat a DC 10 flat check, then no matter what you get on the die, it's still a miss. Gotcha. Okay. 
And right now is your chance to win from Dungeon Craig! Look at that. The dice check is a 14. Okay, that passes. So I will uh I will because flavor flavor he's gonna like be working very hard, so he's gonna take that hunter's aim to just make sure he's pinpointing yeah. it. Uh, which will leave him with just one more action on this hopefully very focused shot. <laughs> That's a leaner. And that will be a 21 to hit. Yep, 21 hits. All right. There's that dice and that dice. 10, no, 11 damage. And this one had already been pierced through with an arrow and dies, becoming yes! visible as its yes. light flees its body. Oh, Hawk, you're such a good character that I love playing with and having Thanks. in my games. Thanks, Jim. Boy, I have a lot of fun being here. Yeah. Uh, after that, it is the other invisible Durgar's turn. Uh, you hear some shuffling and then Fanray on either side of you. You hear the thumping. And hoo, 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 it gets progressively deeper and deeper as invisible presences very, very close to you get very, very large. And then, seeming from nowhere, two strikes rain down, one on either side of you. You are flat-footed because of the invisibility of your attackers. And the first one is going to hit armor class 20. Yep. Okay, so this giant mace slams into you. Oh, Take. no. Uh, that is eight points of bludgeoning damage. And his buddy on the other side of oh, you. Oh, Jim, you don't, you don't have to because I'm at zero. You're oh. at zero. You go down in a heap. No. Oh, no. His buddy was going to smash you, uh, but sees you go down. And since he doesn't attack, then he's actually going to remain invisible and seek out a new target. Where does he go? We will find out next turn. Uh, but there is one final Duragar that uh, is actually going to strike out at Thimble. So Thimble is coming at you. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. That misses. Misses. All right. Uh, the, this giant Durgar appears right next to you, much larger than a Durgar should be. As the mace comes swinging down, you instinctively duck just in time. It goes whipping over your head, and that is their turn. So it is yours, Thimble. Uh, There's a guy right next to you that just appeared as if from nowhere. Excellent. And now, Thimble, finally... I got one of these, just like uh, his companion has. <gasps> well, not with that roll. <laughs> kind of frightened me a bit. I'm going to be able to use a hero point and re-roll. Oh, uh, yes. That will be my last one, but this will be, oh, much better. That is a natural 16 plus, uh, I'm going to use the curry. 25. 25 is a hit. Roll damage. All right, that would be. Uh, 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 sorry about that. 
try to see if I have any additions to add to that on these here. Uh, say strength, so two, so six, eight. You do also have the precise strike ability, which lets oh, you add two, right. to your, two additional points of damage, so. Or is it a D6? 1d6 damage for precise strike, or is that uh, what I'm just using? No, I think for I think it should be an additional two points of damage. There's there's certain combos you can do that add additional points. Ah, okay. Uh, but you might be thinking of precise strike from the the one e version, which is a little bit different. Oh, this was just printed on this. Uh, just yeah. This character sheet, so yeah. Gotcha. All right. You all just right, get cool. that extra two two points of damage. So I'll do that. So six, seven, eight, ten. 10 points of damage is pretty darn good. This one that had already been, it had already had a a knife wound from when Fanray chucked a knife at him. So you just open him right across the belly with your Kukri and he goes down after unsuccessfully trying to smash you. Oh, Oh, really? Oh, nice. He goes down. Uh, It is Harry Plopper's turn next. Oh, God. Harry Plopper will use his two actions to move into the room. All right, you are in the combat, Harry Plopper. And it is Shayog's turn. Shayog, you see one, two targets. One of them is like chucking vials of explosive vials around. The other one is standing over Fanray's corpse because she's definitely dead. Uh, okay, so um, how close am I to the one that's standing over Shay, uh, um, Fanray's body? Well, because it's large, because it grew, you're actually kind of in melee range of it because of the space that it takes up now. Great. I think I'd love uh, to power attack. Okay. Yes, I can't stop you, so go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see here now. Uh. Uh, 29. That is a critical hit. <laughs> That's so, a critical hit. So normally you, you already roll two damage dice, so now you're doubling that and rolling four damage dice. Nice. Uh, and then, okay, yeah. <laughs> and you have an overcharge if you want. Uh, yes. Oh. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> 20 uh 22 uh 32 um 33 34 35 36 and then and I have an overcharge yeah, yeah. you too <laughs> can, can I add that as well yeah sure why not <laughs> so what, 30 30 39 points Nine of damage points of damage you hack this giant Durgar's <laughs> leg right off. And it's just bleeding from the stump as it falls over almost on top of you. But as it's falling on top of you, you just quickly step aside, but lift your falchion up in a sweeping arc that takes off his head as he falls into your blade and the head goes tumbling away. That counts as three separate meals. Extremely dead. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Shayok says, and that is what you get for messing with the family, okay? <laughs> you still have an action left because there's only two actions power attack. I do. Uh, how close is the fella um, doing that? You the can move up to up? him. Uh, he's 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 far enough. We'd have to move to him. I'd have to move to him. I'll yeah. I'll move up. I'll move up sure. to him because he's. You move right up to that guy after just hacking his companion to literal pieces, <laughs> and. Uh, 
Uh, that was incredibly frightening, and it is Fanray's turn, which means <sighs> need you to make a check against dying. You are dying one, so it is a D. You need 11 or higher on the die to survive. Or your hero point. Or your hero point. Or hero oh, yeah. point to automatically stabilize. Ooh. Uh, oh, actually, you would have one hit point. You would actually go up to one hit point with hero points. Hero point. Can I- okay. You uh, miraculously recover from your wounds. Perhaps it is it is Sheog's Sheog's heroism so inspires you that even death is too afraid to claim you this day. Spend <gasps> oh, yes. all of your hero points to be at one hit point, oh, conscious oh, and not oh, wounded. Right. It's all of them. Uh, as Fanray, how many actions? I assume that takes a chunk of my actions, though. Correct. Nope. You just wake up. You are. It's a heroic recovery. It's a pretty awesome thing! Uh, as Fanray awakens, she makes a mental note to renegotiate her contract with HEI that she will not take a job without a dedicated healer. <laughs> um, and she will stand okay. and chuck a dagger at the, the fella. Check the dagger at the fella. Okay. Uh, I will say that since Shayog went up to him, he has a little bit of soft cover from her, so he gets a plus one bonus to his AC, but you can still do it. Okie dokie. Everybody had just wrote, Fairway just. You did it! You did it! Oh my gosh! You did Didn't you? You critted? Go for it. Go for it. Did you crit? Finish what you, you were know, saying, Ben. I said imp in my head just wrote, Famry just shocked herself awake, screaming, I'm not dead! Get away from me, plopper! <laughs> <laughs> well, this thought of renegotiating the contract just zeroed her in because I rolled a 20 on the die. <laughs> that makes yeah. it a critical hit. Double damage. Yeah. Double damage. Okie dokie. Oh, but it's still, it's just a dagger, but that's okay. That's okay. That is four points of damage. Four <laughs> points. <laughs> yeah. Critical hit. It's not 39 points, but I critically hit. Well, you gotta get that. You gotta get those sneak attack crits because in second edition, uh, precision damage doubles. So yeah, you it would those... help if I wasn't throwing daggers. But I'm yeah, scared yeah. to get up there, Jim, because I have one hit point. I understand. I understand that you true. have one this is true. hit point. Uh, It is my bomber's turn. He sees that the tide of battle is turning against him and his crew, but he's not giving up just yet. Uh, He is actually going to take a step back from Sheog and chuck a vial of acid right in her face. Right in my face? Right at your face. (gasps) That is old. To hit, I cragged it. <laughs> I don't have any more hero points. So the vial of acid just goes splashing against stone uselessly. And Shayog turns to him and says, ah, ah, ah. Uh, there was just one action to do that. So he is going to draw. He's used up his, his alchemical reagents so he is going to draw a hammer from his side and set himself to meet you in battle though he does not feel confident based on what he just saw you do to his other <laughs> Durgar warrior uh, it is Hawk's turn next Hawk is going to turn his gaze 
upon this uh, horror creature. Okay. He's going to hunt prey. Okay. And then he's going to use his hunter's aim, uh, which negates uh, all of that negates cover. Uh, okay, cool. Sounds great. <laughs> oh, man. Just not rolling the... I mean, look, it's still a 19 to hit. Uh, 19 will do it. I'm just, I'm just missing them crits. How sad for you. Yeah, it's real sad. It's crushing. (laughs) (laughs) Only seven points of damage. Oh no, it's almost like you're a mortal person. He's getting older. Hawk's an old man. No, he's he's getting venerable even. Uh, This Duergar does not look good, but he's still alive. Still alive, he's still in the fight. Uh, which takes us to my invisible Duergar's turn. Harry Plopper has stepped into the room, and that was the moment I was waiting for, because if there's a chance that I can smash him into tiny bits, I'm going to take it. So you hear some, some the sounds of movement near you, Harry Plopper, and you're wondering, like, what's happening? You don't see anybody, but then all of a sudden, something something large comes whooshing down towards you. Or flat-footed okay. against this attack because your invis- your attacker is invisible. All right, and that is going to be a twenty-two to hit. That is a critical hit. Oh! Critical hit. Harry Plumper. That is going to be plus one, plus two for being big. Uh, fifth, sixteen points of bludgeoning damage. No, Jim, it's going to be no damage, because I'm going to roll my wild magic. Now, do I have to guess on this one, too? No, for this particular one... All right, uh, so I just have to roll a six or higher. You need to roll... It's a DC... The DC is six, so six or higher on the die. All right. Well done. Sixteen. Okay, that is a success. You negate all of the damage <laughs> as your body just absorbs all of the pain and channels it into negative energy, dissipating harmlessly around you. That is disappointing. Wasn't there another uh, so he will though? take a second attack because he's got more action. So he's got one more action. He's going to hit you one more time. Uh, his light mace is... Agile, so that is a minus four only. So that is a total of 13 to hit. That is also, uh, am I flat-footed still? No. Okay, then no. Ah, it's a miss. Garbage. All right, so you see a giant Duergar appear directly next to you, trying to swing at you. He hits you once. He's so confused by the fact that it doesn't seem to do anything, even though he knows he smashed right into the top of your skull uh, that he whiffs on his second attack because he's just too confused. So we will move to Thimble's turn. Thimble, there is one Duergar that it's big and one that looks like it's about ready to die that Shayog is just calmly marching towards. Oh, okay. Well, how far away is the one that looks like it's about ready to die? Uh, it's pretty close to you, because he was oh. up by the swinging guy, so you could just attack him if you wanted to. Yeah, I think I'll just turn that way after killing this one and strike him again with, or strike this one with my sword. Not bad. 
20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Yes, 20 with that. 20 is a hit. Excellent. So six, eight, 10 points of damage on that one as well. 10 points of damage and this this Durgar bomber, uh, Shag doesn't even get to him. You just slice him across the face. He goes down bleeding all over the, the moss and the stones. Mm-hmm. And that takes us to Harry Plopper. So Harry Plopper will just reach out and, and try and touch, try and touch and say, uh, and I'm going with a dirty 20 here. Okay, dirty 20. Uh, 15 touch. What if I. Uh, there is no it? such thing I'm as. I'm going to add my two. I'm going to add my two to make it a 17. 17, you say? Yes. That's and that one. will negate the action penalty. Oh, boy. And I'm going to add an overcharge to this. So that I don't get hit again. This is 2d12 coming your way. That is going to be 20 points of damage. Oh, wow. You fry him. He is done. Oh, and then I just start eating. And then I just start eating. Just in the way you burn it through your mouth. Eating. Yeah, yeah. It's like a hot pocket. Got it. Yeah, Wait dude, be careful, man. Yeah, blow on it. The. Swinging Cobalt uh, is is like extremely excited that you have killed the uh, the Durgar that were torturing him. Uh, what do you do? Uh, yeah, cut him down. Uh, you cut him down. You unbind his hands. Uh, he brushes himself off, and the rest of you hear this like. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but Thimble, you hear, I say, dear chap, what an epic display of a warrior's vim and vigor. You really gave the bastards what for. Our clan mates had scattered and I'm higher hiding in the tunnels. And these ruffians were trying to torture me into giving up their locations. I am ashamed to admit that I was near my breaking point when you arrived. I shall let the other escapees know that it is safe for now. You should go and deal with the rest of the Dorgar. If you free any of our other clan mates, send them my way. We'll hide out until it is truly safe. Additionally, I am somewhat of somewhat of a. Uh, uh, I don't have my tools, but I know a bit about the healing arts. If any of your you or your companions need some some natural oh. medicine, I could try to scrounge something from the herbs around us, create a poultice of some sort. Just see that Plopper is eating like five Duragar all at once, <laughs> just shoving them in his mouth. Which to the Kobolds really isn't that weird. They're just yeah. like, oh yes, we also would have eaten them. That's what you do. If, if it was a dead horse, we'd be all over that. <laughs> um, so he'll talk back to him and uh, again, uh, thank him as well. Uh, let him know about the other three or two that have, we sent out of the secret area and kind of warn him about that. But then ah, we'll go and we'll find out the, we'll go find the other, uh, the other ones that are now in the mines, I suppose. Yes. Wait, we only found one. There's was there other people yes. here? Uh, uh, he other said ones? that he knows he's he told you that, that his other companions were hiding. We're he can hiding. get them. He can okay, get okay. them and take them to safety while you go deal with the uh Alright. So then we'll uh I'll, I'll let him know that we're gonna go deal with the other uh Durgar. Sure. And then and is there anything we should know outside of the large beetle? I don't think so. Only that the leader of these Durgar is particularly tough, and I know she commands some magic, so you must be wary. 
Do you know about what this is that they were going to get? This, this. Uh, she kept mentioning the words Agafi's spikes. I don't spike, know what that yes, is. Yes. I don't know what it is. Right. I see hands up. I don't know what. I'm fairly certain that somebody over there needs some healing. But my name's Harry Proper. I don't need healing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, does somebody want to give Fan Ray some healing? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So he'll, he'll explain to, to him that uh, they could sure, use some sure. healing and try and get that. I also have a couple of Elixir of Lives to oh, okay. throw you one. So the kobold like. begins like scrounging around, picking through the mushrooms and the mosses and molds, and he selects a few um, and, and begins like mashing them up. And eventually he comes over to you, Fanray, and just begins like tending to your wounds. And can I help him in this? Can I aid him? Uh, I mean, you sort of seem to understand what he's doing. You know that it would probably be better. Uh, there's probably not a lot you can do to okay. really help him. Um, in either case, he's successful. So he heals Fanry. He tends her wounds, and she recovers uh, ten hit points oh, thanks nice. to Kobold's administrations. He does seem to be quite a skilled healer. He seems to know his way around a poultice or two. So you regain ten hit points on top of whatever from um, the elixirs of life. And I get an elixir of life from you. Yes, Simple? for me. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Harry will offer part of the Duragar, but I don't know if it'll do any. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, shall we go find yes. this leader? Yes. Yeah. I think so. We better head out quickly. Hey. You make your way back towards the the room with the waterfall. You can see that it is now empty since the kobolds had moved out the secret dwarven entrance that you guys opened as an escape route for everybody. Uh, As you're moving along now towards the east, you look on the wall and you see uh, a collection of ruins surprisingly in common uh, that say the real POTUS has gifted a sub to Ozark Howard. Oh, wow. It's very strange to find such a such inscription yeah. in in the midst of dwarven ruins, but and, you know they live in a weird fantasy world. So Ozark Howler was the the winner of the third dungeon crate giveaway. So oh, yes. very Ozark Howler, very congratulations. Nice. That's like a double win. You get a subscription and a prize pack. Mm. It might have to include. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I feel like we all need those in our lives right now. Uh Uh I think so. (laughs) It's just going to get wet and (laughs) tear-filled. Why? As you are moving deeper and deeper, following the Durgar's trail, hoping to find the site of this little dig that everybody has been talking about, you hear up ahead the sound of a tremendous blast of force. Uh, So intense that you actually feel the stones around you shake as dust descends from the ceiling. What do you do? Well, let's go home. Yeah, I'm. We, that's it for me. I'm out. <laughs> we must go find out what made all that noise and racket. No, 
come back, Thimble, no. <laughs> What's and, Harry? What? Oh, yes, well, my name is Harry Plopper, and I am the boy of yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, that. Um, but I was saying, I'm feeling fairly invincible right now, so I'm going to go forward. Uh, and he just starts walking forward because Jim Jim, I have to get ahead of this group because I can't come into combat four rounds into it. I'm getting up there. I'm going to be the first one in there. Okay. Harry Plopper <laughs> begins shuffling faster than you've ever seen him shuffle before. Oh, dear. Trying to stay ahead of you as he just, like, <laughs> hurries forward. Um, you know, what okay, are the let him doing? go ahead. Let's let him go ahead. Let's let him go first. <laughs> I'm all right with it. Shayog is on his tail. All right, you yes. all uh, go rushing ahead to find out what made the source of this blast, and you come upon a terrible scene. You see a large chamber strewn with rubble. You see the corpses of Durgar lying everywhere. Uh, you see some kobolds are like desperately, uh, uh, like like backed up against one of the far walls, and they are currently threatened by a large. Uh, it looks like. Uh, it's made entirely of bones, but it it it's uh, it has like a snake-like appearance. It's like a snake made of bones uh, with a huge fanged jaw, and it is like swaying in front of these kobolds. There is yes. a second one of these creatures that is biting into the neck of uh, one of the Durgar who is, is is still alive. But the Durgar is just like, like it's still alive. You can see her eyes are still open as this thing is like biting into her neck, but she's not moving, not a muscle, not a twitch in pain, not a cry, not even a blink yes. as this thing just bites and bites and bites and kills her before rising blood dripping from its fangs and looking at the group of you rushing into the fray. And it is time to roll initiative again. Yeah! Oh, no! Call your shot, Ben. Oh boy, I'm gonna say a, uh, a, a, a good old 16. Yeah. Okay, 13. Whew! Uh... 13 is Harry Plopper. Uh... Crisis GTV says production value is amazing. Thank you so much. We have we have our very own hatless wizard to thank for all of that. Yes, tirelessly round the clock to make all the graphics and make this show look as pretty as it does. He makes them for every, for, for for like all, all of the Dread the Dead Network yeah. shows too, not just and, this one. And they look good. You should uh -huh. see what the what it looks like when I'm not wearing this filter. <laughs> yes. It helped a lot. So uh, Hawk, what did you get? 22. 22 for Hawk. Fanray? 15. 15 for Fanray. Thimble? Ah, uh, 11. 11 for Thimble. Shayog? 30, 20. Dirty 20. So low, Shayog? I know, I know. It's <laughs> shameful. 
Uh, and then I already had Harry Plopper at a 13. You burst onto the scene and react quickly as trained heroes must do. You can see that the people you've been sent to, to rescue are being threatened by some weird skeleton snake thing. Uh, the Durgar that you thought you were going to face are all dead. Uh, it looks like one of them obviously was just bitten to death by this strange creature the others may have died in some blast you see that there's like this sealed door that is broken open at the very head of the chamber um it looks like that's where the Uh-oh. blast init- originated from even uh, i could have warned him about that but yeah, no. well, nobody listens uh, to me. <laughs> uh hawk you are the first to react what do you do I'm going after the big beastie that's threatening the kobolds, Jim. All righty. I am going to hunt prey. I am going to take my hunter's aim. Okay. Jeez, the dice don't want to give me a crit tonight. Oh, how sad. <laughs> you know what? I've got, I've got a hero point. I'll use it. He's crit hunting. Oh. Yes. Not gonna stand. He's not gonna yes. settle for a standard old hit. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh no! No! He left the chair. Oh, it's that's bad. the one. That's the one. A natural. That's a one. Hawk's old. Hawk's Hawk's got to retire. He's he's past his prime. You take oh, aim. No as this thing like rises up like a cobra and your arrow goes through the bones, like the rib bones that make up most of its body and strike right through the throat of one of the kobold miners. You killed a kobold! I didn't kill it, I just shot him in the throat. We don't know. We said we were returning them whole. There is literally a hole in him. Hawk does like 55 damage like he always does and up. kills the kobold. I'll roll it like a crit. It's <laughs> no, oh, no, it's okay. I got you, Hawk. No. I already, we already figured out how much damage you done. Oh, no worries. Uh, that was how many actions? All of them. <laughs> All right. Shayog. Uh, uh, how, uh, how far away is this creature? Uh, 60 feet to the one that is munching on a Durgar. Uh, another a, a total of ninety feet towards the one that Hawk just missed. Okay, we're we're gonna go to the muncher. All right, you uh, rush right up to this giant right up skeleton cobra. Right up to him, uh, and we're gonna we'll try a power attack. All right, it will. We'll it's two actions to move sixty feet. And then oh it's no! Two it's two actions to do that. Then we're just gonna hit. We're just gonna try to hit it. <laughs> Just a regular hit. Well, uh, yeah, it's a real shame. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. <gasps> I did it. I got a natural twenty. <laughs> I cannot believe I just did that. Yes, 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 yes. Good for you. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, let's see here. Twelve. Ooh. Uh, so that would be. While she's doing that math, I can say oh, that Sarah BC1 one, gifted a sub four. to Crisis GTV. <gasps> so you Yay! just popped in here, Crisis, but Ooh. now you're never getting out. Uh, twenty-four points of damage. Owies to to the bony fellas. Owies. All right. You mean you just crush through bone? Uh, it shatters everywhere. This creature's tough. 
it's not down, but you certainly yeah. uh, crushed Made it quite a bit of its mass. Yeah. Uh, and that was your third action, so it is Fan Ray's turn. Oh, righty. Fan Ray uh, runs as gracefully as possible up to the closest bone snakey. Okay. Um, and she is going to, that's two move actions. So she is going to, um, I guess she's going to take a, a poke with her. She's going to try to strike with her dagger. All right. Which is uh, piercing, strike, strike. slashing. I don't know if it's going to do anything on a bone creature, but we'll find out. 11. Uh, that won't do anything to any creature. That yeah. That's a horrible roll. <laughs> accomplish nothing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ray comes up and misses, uh, which takes us to check. the turn we've all been waiting for. Harry Block. <laughs> Harry People are really excited about this. Harry looks at this creature and he goes, uh, uh And he calls down lightning from the sky, crashing into this creature. I need a basic reflex save. What is the range on that spell? 60 feet, which well, is why I was the first one in there. Special. Oh, boy. You know what, Ben? You <laughs> call what you think my role's gonna be. <gasps> no, why? I don't because want to. Magic needs to happen. No, we I don't know. want to. Because Sarah PC1 <laughs> was so generous. Seven. Seven. You think I'm going to roll a seven? Yeah. Okay. Basic. Yeah. I sink it, Jim. Okay. I have, I have a current total with a sink. I'll sink it. Anything else? Okay, that's another sink. Oh. Candice, you have a sink. You want to use do a I, sink? Yeah, you bet. You bet your body I do. Yep. Okay. Sunk. I am at a 16. Yikes. Okay, so that's so, a pass. So half okay. damage. Uh, half damage. Yeah, yeah. So let me just uh, hang on. Let me roll my 4d12 here. Jeez. And 21. <laughs> 32, 16 points of electricity damage. 16 that's point, pretty respectable. Halved. That's halved. halved. That's halved. All right. How sad for me. Because I was I was going to do 32 points of electricity damage. That would have been quite impressive. Uh, so that will take us to my turn. The furthest creature spends all three of its actions swaying its serpentine body, undulating and clattering the bones together in a hypnotic rhythm. Everybody who can see this includes everybody in the room, and you all need to make a will save. Is this a mental effect? Uh, It is a mental effect. (laughs) I'm immune! 24 for Fanray. Okay. 27 for Shayog. Okay. 12 for Ripscale. Okay. 23. All right. Michael Jordan. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. The DC was 18. So I've got those of you who succeeded, uh, you are still unnerved by what you see. You are all flat-footed until the end of my next turn. However, Thimble, not only 
are you distracted by the and unnerved? Uh, but there's something that happens in your mind. Uh, you are stunned one, which means you just lose one total action. Uh, and after you recover from being stunned, you will be flat-footed. That Welcome. is all three of that creature's actions. The one Welcome. that is right... Go ahead. What, what do you... I was going to say, welcome to the two-action club. The two, You're in the two-action club, buddy. <laughs> uh, the creature that is right next to Shayog is not happy with the way that she well, treated it don't, last don't turn. Mean, you know, don't bite so me. he is going to strike, and you are flat-footed, so this is a minus two to your AC, Shayog. Mm-hmm. That is... Oh, God. Not very great, even with the minus two. Uh... I have one edge, so I'll use an edge to make it an 18. Oh, yeah, that hits. All right, so it sinks its fangs deep into your flesh. You take 13 points of piercing damage. Use your mercy. I want to see. Do I have a mercy? Oh my yes, God. Do I have a mercy? Oh, please let me use my mercy. Thank you. All right, so that's gonna bring, that's gonna bring you down to ten points of damage. Ten points, yeah. However, oh, no. you do need to make a fortitude save. A fortitude. Use your two edges. <laughs> can I use my two edges? <laughs> yeah, you can. Fortitude save. A. Eh? Let's see. Uh, so that I was great. Fortitude. Or What's that? 26. 26. You feel okay. It feels like your your limbs are about to seize up, but then you fight through it uh, as this creature like rears back and strikes out at you a second time. Oh no! What? Oh no! Oh yes, no. Oh, yes it does. Oh, We've been able to use all our stuff, Ben. Friend. Uh, but that is only a total of eight to hit you with its second attack. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll a third attack. Might as well go crit hunting. We've been followed by Crisis GTV willingly, so. Well. Two on the die for its third attack. So it strikes you once and then tries uh, twice more in quick succession, but is unable to get through your armor as we move on to Thimble's turn. You are stunned one, which means you just lose one of your actions. Now you have two actions left. What do you do? How about... Uh, and do I still have one of those next to me? I don't believe you had moved up into the... Did you move up? I last was... Well, I don't know if I had... Did I do anything We've last turn? We've only gone once. Yeah. yeah. And he was He's at gone, the end of So, the yeah, world. you haven't moved yet. So, yes, that is the... So, move and attack. Okay. Uh, if you want to move, the closest one is actually two moves away from you. The third one uh, is three moves away. So do you move uh, towards the further one or the closer one? Well, let's let's move towards the closer one. All uh, right, now, so, I have Bottle of Lightning. Does that, uh, would that come in handy here? You could move once and then throw it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking I might end sure. up doing since I can't So reach. just move half the distance and then throw the Bottle of Lightning. Uh, All right. Make a, an attack roll. <laughs> Uh, that would be a what am I doing? At a dexterity? Yes. Uh, not great. Thirteen. 
It is a mist. This lightning bottle just goes sailing through the air, shatters on the ground. A burst of electricity comes shooting out harmlessly everywhere. Uh, but okay. it was a, it was still a good use of the turn. We move to the top of round two, and it is Hawk's turn. Uh, so, Flava, Hawk is going to willingly give up one of his actions and just, like, shocked that at what is happening. Uh, he's... He's hurt by the fact that he hurt the people he was trying to save. Uh, but then he's going to use his other two actions to try and and hit that creepy rattling one yeah. that he's been focused on. All right. So. Should use my deck card. 17? 17 is a miss. Oh, nice, my that's it. That's All Hawk's right. turn, then. Shayog. Shayog, the, the. Yes. Shayog is a little irritated. Um, <laughs> understandably. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to. The the uh, the creature is still right in front of me. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to try to power attack. Ooh. We're going to use our reroll. Good we're gonna, call. Mm-hmm, Good call. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's better. Uh, so that'll be a, t- uh, yes, a 26. 26 is a hit. Okay. I'm here, friends. Right. 16. Uh, what was it? 16, 17, 18, uh, 19, 21, 22 points. This damage. one that had already been Whoa. severely beaten up. Uh, takes 22 points of damage and yeah. explodes in a shower of bones and dust, falling <laughs> apart, clattering to the ground. Yes. Yeah, we was, did it. That was two actions. You still technically have one action left. What are you gonna do? Where? Oh, where is the next one? 30 feet away. Yeah, you could use one action to just get right up to it if you wanted. I'm gonna get right up to it. You get right up to not? it. All right. Why not? You get right up to it. And it is Fanray's turn. Okay, I think I have to spend my first action getting to the other one. Yes. Okay, so I will do that. And then I will use uh, my twin feint, hopefully. Uh, so my first action will be with my dagger. Yeah. Uh, not gonna do it with the two on the die. And oh, that's a seven total, so. Uh, the twin fate does not work, but I will, you know, why not? I'm here. I'll take a stabby stab with my rapier. Sure. And that's really not going to do it. Ugh. So, you know, I'm afraid of dying. You had a near-death yeah. experience. You're probably yeah. a little off your game. Uh, it's in your head a little. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I just hey. about the contract. It's not even it's not even dying, it's the knowledge that if you died for real, Harry Plopper would eat you. And that's just too much oh. to me. No, I got that's... to full health with the five Duragar. He I would probably still eat you. Uh, <laughs> Harry Plopper, speaking of terrible characters that eat other dead things, it is your turn. So Jim Jam, did you do do I lose one action because I didn't guess your role? No, nah, it's okay. I won't I won't be that mean. <laughs> that's that was that was cruelty beyond my yeah, he's nice now. Because he's nice now, yeah. He's nice. Well, he's nice now. I am going to move 
55 feet and be five feet away from this thing and then look up at it and and just let it come here you ruffian i'll i'll i'm the boy who died when did he become an 87 year old man (laughs) he might be 87 you don't know he's died 48 times it that is this true. creature's turn. This is it sees Shayon, <laughs> it sees Harry Plopper, and it sees Fanray. I'll roll a die to randomly determine which person it's going to attack. Come on. Come on. It is a four, so Shayog. Yeah. Oh. Shayog, you're getting the brunt of its wrath as it lunges towards you. I know. Now you are I still know. flat-footed because, until the end of this creature's turn. Yeah. So yeah. this is still a minus two to your armor class. Its first attack, as it strikes with its viper-like fangs, is going to hit armor class 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And at a 26, it deals 11 points of piercing damage. And you've got to make a fortitude save. Easy peasy. That'd be 25. 25? Okay, you're still feeling okay. Uh, it has two more actions, so it's going to lunge and sink its fangs into you one more time with a 15 total. No! That misses. And then, because Harry Plopper taunted it, it will use its last action, its final attack, to go crit hunting against our boy wizard. Now I'm five feet away. You got reach? <laughs> You said you wanted to get right up next to this. I thing. said 55, not 60. I was no. very okay. careful. Fine, then I'll just what kill Shayog. No, I guess no. you're right. I guess all I can do is kill Shayog. I tried to. I tried to help you out, Shayog. I didn't want to just mercilessly. Shayog picks up Harry Plopper and Harry Plopper him. said no. Throws <laughs> him at the creature. Uh, and that is a natural 19. Oh. I don't have a bonus to this, so it's just 19. It probably is definitely not a crit, but it's definitely going to hit you. I have a mercy point. Does that do anything? Uh, mercy will reduce damage by three. So yeah, okay. you can share it with her if you want. I will. Oh, thank okay. you. So that is actually going to take my six damage down to three damage. Oh, uh, thank you. Things pierce her flesh once more. <sighs> three points of damage, but still a fortitude save. I'm gonna oh, give you yeah, two edges. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, so that will be a, a 26. All right, you are okay. Oh, thank you. This creature thank has you, tried you. its best. It was, its best wasn't good enough. It is Thimble's Ooh. turn. Yes. All right, well, Thimble this time, uh, I think is flat-footed, right? So I need to... No, 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 no longer flat-footed. It was only oh. flat-footed to the end of its next turn. Its next oh, turn came. Yeah. Nobody is flat-footed anymore. I run it up to this thing and Ooh. I'm gonna come down on it with a Kakuri strike. Alright. Oh, and that's probably one of the better rolls I've had tonight. 60. I'm also gonna use the plus four to attack from the deck. Oh, yes. yeah. That'll do it. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a 29 to hit. Oh! You got 29 it. is a critical hit, my friend. Oh, oh, I didn't know. All right, sweet. Woo! And so what do I roll for that now? You roll, you roll two oh, damage no. dice, and yeah. you double anything that you would add to the damage. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that'd be four. Get it, get it, get it. Yeah, that would be so, so skill attack. Oh, all right. So uh, 
12. 12 total? 12 total. All right. Still takes a Not chunk stellar, out of it, just but smashing through some of its ribs, cutting through the marrow. Yeah, I hit a two. Oh, no. Oh. It's always disappointing oh, when you get a crack and you get crappy one. damage rolls. Okay. Still, right. it's 12. damage. It hurts. Uh, Hawk, it's your turn. Your friends have, like, surrounded this thing. What do you do? I'm I'm going I'm going with that hunted shot. We'll see what that does. That nice or the the hunter's aim. The nice slow. Yeah. The nice slow aiming. Yes! Did you do it? 29! Whoa! There you go. There's there he is. There's the hawk I hate. There's hawk. <laughs> Let me just uh oh. Here you are, Dice. Here you are. So many. So many. Ah, get, it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. 11 there, plus 2 is 13, 14, 16? 16 points of damage. Hefty, but not what I'm used to from our good buddy. Not me neither, Jim. Ah, he's really lost his edge today. Is he Ooh. still up? Oh, yeah, he's still up. This one hadn't been touched until he got critted by Thimble. Then I guess I'll just You're have right. to take two more shots with one action. Oh, ho, ho. Will you now? You do have an edge. I'm using it on the first one, which would be with a minus five, 22. 22 hits. And then the second one won't hit with a nine on the dice. No. Okay. So that one hits, oh wait, 16, sorry. It was originally 18, because I forgot to add the plus one for the, the bow itself, which is now a better bow. And this one is, ugh, only another three damage. Oh no. All right, you're still plinking away at it. Not as good as your first shot, but it's still a hit. Still chipping away some of the bone, and it will move to Shayog's turn. Shayog wants to power attack this little friend of hers. Yes. Come <clears throat> right, attack your see. little friend. I'm going to power target. <laughs> 26. 26 is a hit. Hey. Crush into it. Uh, at, at, so 20 points. 20 of points of damage. That's gotta be it. It's still up. Do I, can I try to hit it just a regular hit? You can. Oh. This uh, power attack counts as two strikes. Two. So this one is at your. Uh, this one is as if it were the third hit. So it's a minus right. ten, unless you're agile, then it's minus eight. Be here now. Oh, 16. 16's not gonna do Darn. it. Fan ray. Okay. He's ganged up on this creature. Your friends are just smashing it left and right. How hard would it be to get into a flanking position? With the way that your companions are arranged, you could do it just shifting over uh, one action to shift, and you could be in a flanking position. Beautiful. Banray just slides over, and she's going to take an attack with her rapier. All right. It is flat-footed to you. Okay. Okay. That is a 19. Hits. 
Okay. 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 Found it. We found it. First off, okay. We found it. Six points plus sneak attack. Yeah. Which is another six points, so twelve total. Twelve points of damage. This thing is about to like lunge down and just get Fanray again. It's just got it's it's got its hateful eyes just right. Gaze, so you so you slide over and you just instead of trying to stab it, you grab the the the, the pommel of your dagger and just smash it in the back of the head, connecting solidly with the bone, punching through, shattering skull. Nice. And collapses. You did it, Fan Ray. You did it. You did it! With the death of this horrible monstrosity, you have killed all of the challenges here. The kobolds, the ones that weren't slain cruelly by Hawk the Destroyer. Accidentally. uh, Are grateful to be rescued. They carry their fallen companion out after you tell them about the secret uh, dwarven door that you open. They, they, you know, they have a little funeral procession procession with their companion carried high right past Hawk, all shooting horrible, uh, hateful glares in his direction as they leave this chamber. Uh, yeah, they pluck the arrow out and throw it down at your feet, Hawk. As they pass. I thought they brought a healer. Uh, but after that, you're left alone for a moment. I'm sure that uh, Harry Plopper munches on some dead Durgar. Didn't need to, but I, I will. But I'm sure you do. Just, just, it's <laughs> probably just for fun at this point. Uh, you realize that what the Durgar were after, uh, they had broken into some kind of tomb, guarded by these horrible snake-like monstrosities. And as you enter the tomb, you see that atop a stone table is a an ancient battle axe. And in Dwarven runes, uh, you see that it is marked as Agaphy's Spite. You also see that lying next to Agaphy's Spite is a crown uh, that is certainly worth a hefty amount of gold. So you take all that, you make your way out of the, this, this ancient Dwarven city uh, and back towards the city of Cavalosha, having fulfilled the terms of your contract. When you return to the city uh, and and uh, make your reports to the administrator, Lakaya. Uh, she uh, is, is quite pleased to hear of your success. You are all paid the contracted fee of 10 gold crowns. Uh, nice. Uh, and after you uh, uh, turn in the, the crown and the ancient dwarven relic that you were given, um, the... These scholars uh, are so pleased to have recovered uh, such a such a, hist- a historical piece of dwarven uh, of ancient dwarven society that they award you a bonus of five gold pieces each. So you'll each be cleaning up with fifteen gold pieces for this mission. You have succeeded, uh, and the kobolds forever hate Hawk for cruelly slaying one of their own. But either way, it was. Well. A successful mission, and that is the end of our adventure for tonight. You did it! That was fantastic. But I will definitely see you here next Friday for more heroic endeavors. Thank you so much for joining us. We're out of here, everybody. Nice.